I w- yeah, I wish this was a normal podcast. So could this be episode 100? Holy shit, we made it. It's like, no, no. The Schrodinger's cat of Jeff's podcasting career is a fucking amazing name for a podcast. That is actually a pretty good name. Yeah, it we is. We just found the name right there. We've never had one pulled from the preamble before. Really? What are you talking about? I, we have pulled titles before. I have never pulled a title from the preamble before. Bullshit. Go you, check. I have never pulled a title from the preamble. Really? I nope. could have sworn the Tegu's... Oh, no, that was mentioned That was in, in the podcast. That was in the fucking podcast was us talking about the Tegu's that live in the drug den. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Got me. I thought that was going to be the one, but if that's no, not it, I, you're, uh, you're I have reacting. never pulled a podcast name from the preamble, mostly because the preambles are nightmares, and that's the point of the preambles. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, or the Something, Something Awesome Wicked Studios Cast. I'm Jeff, also known as Invader Gurr. I am joined today by Alex, a.k.a. the Chapstick Man. It's sticking. Um, And Charlie, (laughs) a.k.a. Mordak. And this is episode... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brace yourself, everyone. Brace yourself. Ten. It is episode ten. Charlie is exactly right. (laughs) It is a multiple of ten. For some may know... Two years ago, on February 14th, so clearly neither of us had anything going on on Valentine's Day, or at least that's the day it was posted. In 2016 was episode one, a eulogy for GameTrailers.com. Good God. 99 instances of not getting shut the fuck down later. This is episode 100, boys. We did it, boys. We actually fucking did it. Technically, the first episode up in January, but that was kind of our episode zero. <laughs> sure. The way to shit on that intro, like I, I'm sorry. This no, is a whole. That's how I we looked do something it. up. That is so much more effort than I usually like putting in. Yeah, this. I'm on our website, also looking stuff up, and we technically have an episode in January. It went up on January 27th, 2016. Yep. It's the 2015 Game of the Year deliberations, but. Jeff is correct. The first episode did indeed go up on February 14th, though. Yep. I mean, by this logic, we're also not counting, um, what's it called? We're not counting preamble cast or mixler cast for yep. counting towards that 100. This is a real 100. Yes, a numbered podcast. You know, those side projects don't count in the grand anthology. They're not canon. <laughs> yeah. This extended something Wicked Studios universe. Yeah, the expanded something Studios universe with all its side content. We're at episode one hundred. We're going to invalidate. We're going to reset the something Wicked Studios universe because there's there's just too many spinoffs. Hmm. There's too so many gonna, stories going on. It's hard yep. to follow. We're just going to Disney the. Well, whole the thing big question is: Do everything? the books count? Some of the books do, but we're going to be really kind of bitchy about which ones do. And never be clear and reserve the right to change our minds at any point if we find it now conflicts with lore we wish to establish. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, So, um, (laughs) Midichlorians has been redconned into SWS lore and Han shot second. Yes. So, uh, if you guys didn't know, Midichlorians affect the level of pun efficiency. 
Uh, yes, Alex has a level of zero, meaning he does not make puns. In My this pun new SWS universe, Alex is the straight man of the of the comedy and has never heard a dad joke he likes. <laughs> I don't know if you can say pun game is strong. That's like a dead person being like, my rot game is strong. Like <laughs> We're going for a DC cinematic universe. There are no jokes in SWS anymore. It is dark and gritty and nothing but Jesus allegories. And it's going to fucking Friday. tank. And it's going to tank every time. Uh, <laughs> DC sucks at making real movies. In, in, in a dark way, actually, the SWS cinematic <laughs> universe is like DC. The best stuff we've done involved Lil. In this <laughs> very long anti-joke to establish we don't make jokes, we've accidentally made a DC joke. Yeah, oof. <laughs> I feel dirty. Let's end this thing now. Episode 100, <laughs> as far as we go. Yep. Somebody get Leo. We've got Inception going on. Fuck you. <laughs> I say, and the warranted silence that you have earned, sir. The podcast doesn't know there's a silence because Charlie edits that shit out. Fuck you again. <laughs> I'm gonna add an extended dramatic pause for the yeah, just I, I wrote a the loathing through the internet to, <laughs> I, to I, emanate and resonate. I created a custom piece of software and audacity. Sorry, not audacity. Audition to add anger into my silences. <laughs> oh. Yes. All right, so Welcome. before I regret this, how was your week, Alex? <laughs> uh, you... my, week was, my week was good. Yeah, no, I'll start it off. I'll do it. Good. I'll do it. Um, so my week was good. i uh, been obviously living with the fact that I have two more reptiles in the apartment, which is kind of cool and all. The numbers uh, are getting worse, I see. Yeah, no, the numbers have been off. Uh, I don't think I've told you, I don't think we've chatted since, the, but the scorpion passed away. I don't Aww. know I about that. Yeah, it was just kind of, we didn't know exactly know how old it was, but it just kind of looked like it wasn't doing too well. And so, it, alas, it has passed. But we still Aww. have an exoskeleton of it sitting around from when it shed. So Sick. You should uh, put that on a string and drag it across your coworkers' desks and scare the shit out of them. No, because they'll smash it, and my girlfriend actually wants to keep the skeleton, and it's, it's pretty brittle. Oh. Um, I also, my snake shed, well, mm. and by mine, I mean, it, and so we have the, the shed skin of a snake. Was it like, oh, you two our... have reached the relationship where you have part of the relationship where you have your pets and she has her pets. No, it's just, it's just <laughs> you know, it becomes a thing. It's the way to say it. But um, I haven't told you about this either, Charlie. But that snake shed a little while back, and we have the skin from the from the shedded snake hanging on our bat, uh, bathroom door. I know we talked about how it shed at one point. I'm not sure if that made the podcast or just was us talking about shit. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember that happened. Yeah, well, it turns out that that skeleton is, or not skeleton, the, the skin is hanging uh, on the door of our bathroom. So it's literally, you walk up to the bathroom door, and there's just snake skin from when it shed hanging. You live in, like, the Louisiana part of L.A. or something? <laughs> he is the Louisiana part of L.A. Probably. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of mean to hang out. The two peggies are pretty cool. Um, they pretty much keep themselves in my, as Charlie dubbed it, quote-unquote, drug tent. So... I'm sorry. You know, what is the intent of that tent? It's to grow plants inside. So the it's house a grow in a tent. Controlled I have, temperature environment. I, I've only ever called it a grow tent. It's you called know. a grow tent. Yeah, with air quotations meaning it's for drugs. And it's what on type the of label. hydroponics grow place does this get dragged out of? Green Miracle. I don't know. Did you go to I the hydroponics in... store near my old apartment? I don't do that stuff. Yeah, we your lizards do. 
the lizard, yeah, the lizards are starting a pot growing uh, company from inside their grow tent. Well, it's legal where you are. Yeah, that's true. Business is booming. So the demand is definitely growing. I would totally buy so drugs when, from a lizard. The demand what, is definitely growing. What would you buy? Skuma? Moon sugar? <laughs> I, huh? It's an Argonian joke. I know. That's uh, why I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. But yeah, other than that, I've uh, been playing a couple of video games because you know this is a video game podcast uh, when we're not talking about food and other items. And Tegu selling drugs, apparently. Yeah. Tegu drug dealers. Yeah. Uh, I would watch so, the shit out of that Adult Swim show. <laughs> Take your drug dealers. That sounds like it'd be on Adult Swim. When someone pisses them off, they eat the entire person whole, just like chomp. <laughs> the police can't convict you if you eat all the evidence. Well, yeah, that's how I get away with murder. <laughs> well, we'll definitely get into that, considering you've got new ways to erase evidence, uh, and we'll chat about that. <laughs> I do. Uh, your washer. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, should we just say that now? Because that is going to be a very oh, no, strange daily coming no, no, I, ha- I have it laid out. Do not get ahead of ourselves. What have you been playing, okay. Alex? <laughs> uh, so I've been playing a couple different games here and there. Um, so obviously I've been playing Fortnite because it's kind of been a popular thing, and so I've been jumping on board and doing that, and that's been fun to play. Like it's uh, it's pretty enjoyable. It's um. Good times. I definitely got to get used to it more because obviously, like the, the the shooting system for that is a lot different compared uh, to like Fortnite. Oh, no, sorry, to uh, PUBG, which is what I've been playing. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of that. I've been playing a couple of different off games. Like uh, there's this dodgeball game. The dodgeball game I saw at Extra Life United. That's been kind of fun, like stick bold or some sort of weird thing like that. But it's only local, so I can only play with like Mandy here or with friends. Come and then of course I've I've, I've pulled out the console because we haven't I haven't touched the console in a bit so. Pulled out the PS4 and been playing some more Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is surprisingly really fucking fun. And Brawly really... videos. Yeah, dude. Like, I've been watching that. Like, I don't know if you saw he has that 100% combo. Yeah! I've watched yeah. that video a bunch just because it's like, I, I was concerned when the early reports on that character were like, yeah, his damage isn't great. Mm-hmm. But then the rushdown game people are showing with him, I'm like, it's fucking Brawly. Oh yeah, mm. no, it absolutely is, and he's a fucking. But um, Boost. yeah, it's, it's it's fun to it, it's been fun to play that. Like I really enjoy having fun with that game. Um, it's a nice breath of fresh air for from what I've been used to, especially considering this is one of the few Arc System games that I've been touching because I rarely picked up Guilty Gear, which I actually also really enjoy. Guilty Gear is a lot of fun. Um, I like to watch some of the Guilty Gear stuff that goes on from the pros and whatnot, because you know I follow the the scene and all that. Um. But yeah, other than that, like just kind of. Before we move on, you got a question, Jeff? Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about your uh, evidence disposal system. Oh, we're getting oh, that what? later. I thought you had a question yeah. about Brawly. Sorry. No, no, no. I didn't ask anything. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, like I said, I haven't been playing too much WoW, which is kind of interesting considering I have a list of things I need to take care of before it's all ogre now when it comes to uh, unlocking certain things. Mounts. Uh, Yes, there's certain titles and also certain other uh, appearances and skins and things of that nature. So, still kind of working on that right now. But other than that, I mean, it's been a, it's been good times. Like I can honestly say, it's been a good week. Hasn't been on the real life side. Got to play some video games. Uh, got to stream a little bit, which I'll probably be doing some more streaming this uh, this 
upcoming week, obviously, and whatnot. But yeah, no, it's been fun. Good times, uh, definitely ahead. Cool. Yeah, I, guy, I lost my train of thought just now. I had to say on that topic. Uh, sorry, yeah, the <laughs> WoW stuff. Like, it's weird. I let my subscription lapse since I moved. It's, I, I don't know if I'm gonna get back into that the way I thought I was. In all honesty, maybe when we're back up and running and doing videos again, I'll be into it. But yeah, I don't know. It's in a weird spot. It, like, even if it doesn't play a lot of it, it feels like it's in a weird spot right now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it, well, it's that it's that period of like, what is it? Um, it's that period of like. Oh, it's the lull. Yeah, it air. happens. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's that it's that brief period of dead air that leads up to the whole um, the the release of a new expansion. Because we're not due for an expansion until September, at least. That's what's yeah. been said on or before September twenty first. Which, by the way, fucking thank you if that's the actual release. You say this every I, time we talk about this. And I will continue to say it because it's about fucking time they release more games on a fucking Friday. So I don't have to worry about trying to take time off work to play the game I want to enjoy. I don't that get the idea of trying to play buy a game on a Tuesday release at midnight and then like, oh, well, shit, I got to go to work tomorrow because I'm a responsible adult. No, it's a stupid system and I'm glad they switched over to doing it on Friday. If you were a real gamer, Alex, you wouldn't have a problem with this. Fucking casuals all. I want the weekend to play video games. You were really into video games. You'd call in sick on Tuesday like an adult. Yeah, and then they'll be like, huh, let me just take a look at the calendar to see what came out uh, as far as games go. Oh, you happen to be out the day fucking video games came out? This game came out? Well, let's take it. Let's ask, what, what exactly you been up to, Alex? What, what was going on? You got that one day cold? What's going on? I'd rather not raise suspicion. It's called the fishing flu, and it's a real thing. <laughs> I don't fish, dude. Look at me. Neither do I. Take it up. That's uh, true. Pretend Why? you do. <laughs> Pretend I do. Tell yeah. your boss you have anal glaucoma. I can't uh, see my ass coming in today. Uh, <laughs> That's like the oldest one in the book. Uh, they probably won't ask questions. If you say. No, no, we uh, live in the weed state. Glock's a uh, cure here. <laughs> oh, oh shit, yeah. I wonder if you get a weed card with that. You could get a weed card with that. Yeah, but you have to take all the uh weed rectal. Uh <laughs> Chug, chug, uh, chug, chug. No, no. I was no, just talking about butt chugging at work the other day. Now apparently it's a pop culture reference in movies. <laughs> yeah, so um I tag you drug dealers and uh I'm sure they'll supply what I need. My tag you drug dealer. Yep, with what I need. They already know what's up. Mm. Yeah, they're growing it in their house. I have a no. Vader Zim. I, can, I have a mighty need. They're confirmed or deny they're doing these things. I can't see into their operation. It's a closed tent. So, but yeah. Other than that, um, not much else has been happening. I've I've been good though. It's been good times, and I'm happy because I got to do a podcast with Jeff again, and I missed Jeff. Hmm. Miss and you I too. Don't rambling on because if one step closer to the podcast being done and, and Jeff you're really mad we lost the uh, cat of Jeff's podcast and career <laughs> reference aren't you a little upset <laughs> a bit. we had such a good like strong start and mm -hmm. then this happened and I'm a little upset so I'm kind of clinging on to that so mm -hmm. allow me to cling which I'll do for the rest of this podcast <laughs> we'll get yeah. through this together Alex stay strong <laughs> I'm trying I oh. believe in you and before I forget, because this, after all, is a morning podcast we're doing today, there's Red Bull number two. Yes, Let's uh, do this, for, for those who aren't on our private text messaging, 
Uh, a text <laughs> went out that forbade Alex from not having caffeinated him before we did this morning podcast. I am not good without. Uh, I, I'm good in the afternoons. I'm not a morning person. If so. you want a reference to how not energetic Alex can be, I think it's like 92 or something. We recorded <laughs> at 8 a.m. in the morning, and that podcast. I, I made a custom sound sample to edit it out of files of Alex yawning. It was happening so much. It was pretty bad. It was bad. I'm amazed that that doesn't have more with me because you're always recording me at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, you're you don't you're smart I, enough to lean away from the mic when you yet when you yawn so the um sound gating system catches it. Alex like gets right up in that mic and like it's a real <laughs> hibernation <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I I get really close. Huh? I normalized the fucking sound. That probably won't play in the podcast. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Guess I'll go next. Sounds good. Sounds uh, it's, good. Uh, it's been a... Many things have happened since last podcast. The of shit having to happen at my house is done. I have a TV up at work. I have my PS4 up again, which means I have discovered just how fucking bad I got at Monster Hunter in the time since I played. I'm getting my, I'm getting my stuff set up. I have a uh, washer dryer now. I, I know me um like my fucking has a blood setting on it because appliances are a modern nightmare. Hmm. Yeah, that that is Charlie's new. Uh, evidence disposal system we were referring to three seconds ago. Yep. If the, it is if the... literally, he just sends us a text message of washer and it just says blood. <laughs> yeah, if the yeah. dryer had a cremation system for it, I'd be like, the Electro, my review for Electrolux would be fantastic washer dryers, even better evidence disposal. <laughs> yeah, Electrolux, clean and gone. So good, the cops won't find it. I, I'm sure they're super happy to be associated with murder. It's it's great. There's a normal wash, a blood wash. If they wash, didn't want that, they should have not written wash. blood on anything. I, they yeah. had this coming. I, I love the fact that you twist to blood, too. It's like, oh, normal, click, blood. <laughs> so if you ever happen to kill a carbon, you can get rid of all the evidence I that wash. The fact that like, when you tell people... Your washing machine has a blood setting on it. It becomes the conversation of like, because occasionally you get the idiot that goes, it washes the clothes with blood. Oh, Jesus. Who says that? At least two people I've told about my blood setting. How dumb are these people? Well, and that then I have a, I have a deal with the Red Cross. They show up with some, with some not wanted blood, I dump it in there and stuff. What's that do? It gets stains out. Oh. Everything's dyed red, but the stains are gone. I found O positive is the best for removing stains. Uh. That's amazing. Yes, I, it it hurts me every time I encounter it. But I what I really want to talk about. I've been excited ever since I started playing it to talk about it. And so. Last week's podcast. Brace yourselves, yeah. everyone. Here it comes. <laughs> Someone on last week's podcast wrote it and said, "Hey, you're gonna play Fire Cry Five. And initially, I wasn't. And then the reviews came out for it, and it's not been doing great across sites I care about. Said some stuff that I said, "Okay, I need mm. to know." And oh, 
has reinvigorated my love for video games because it gives me something to just hate on every goddamn level. Like, I have to play other video games to unwind from playing Far Cry 5. That is how much I despise that game. And, like, let's preface this. It's not a bad game. It's just so not a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into it, I guess. And so it's... It is the iterative of all the Far Cry games before it, or the modern Far Cry games, meaning Far Cry 3, 4, and Primal are all present there. You've got hook system from 4. You've got the throwable melee stuff and pet companions and companion system in general. I thought you were going to say that there was, like, story tie-ins. I'm like, I want to know how this game connects to Primal. Oh, no, they never connect, except that you can, like, get a bear for a sidekick now, and the bear's okay, I guess. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like it's got like it, every iteration each one is brought to the table. This one now has and it's like, "Oh, we have melee weapons now." And I'm like, "I don't think I care about this at all." In fact, I don't want melee weapons in this game. It's a game about guns, but th- there is some real fun to be had out beating someone in the face with a baseball bat, so maybe it's not all bad. <laughs> but the melee combat's not great either. But so like before I get too into the weeds, like I, it's my biggest issue with this game is I thought this game came like the first like five ten minutes of fucking come out swinging. Like it has the potential to go somewhere. They fix some of the issues with the franchise. It's like okay, your character you start off as the deputy for uh, some town in my house, Tana. You are a new person. Like you're 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 either the rookie or the deputy, depending who you talk to. Like you're going in on a helicopter with the marshal, with a with a marshal and the rest of your department. As uh, the father of the um, Eden people, like it is fucking creepy. Like you're flying over, it's like, oh man, we should not be here. There's fires. There's a fucking guy just burning a bonfire. The flamethrower as you set down, and the game is gorgeous. I cannot fault this game on its graphics. It looks real good on my PS4. But you like Ooh. you set down, you have this like real kind of horror game, like Resident Evil 7, like, oh, we should not be here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, it's like, ah, oh, shit, we are, like, there are more of them, and they are going to fucking kill us. So you then walk into, you, you walk through part of the compound, you walk into the church, like, the fucking marshals, like, oh, what's the worst they can do? They're cultists. And, like, you and the two other people are like, we are so fucking fucked like we are going to die we should not be doing this we need like the fucking national guard here like like these are some video game characters that like we are going to get fucked up here mm-hmm. and the marshal's like oh how bad can it be he's a church guy like you fucking kick in the door of the church uh the father the the main antagonist of this game the uh Voss or pagan men for this time around is all like god will not let you take me all his fucking followers come out and this is, game starts to fall apart a little bit because Which I've, is sad because already what you've described to me is amazing scene setting. It picks it up, but then I so but here's the issue. Like it's this is the first moment I had where I'm like, oh shit, maybe all the reviews I read had a point when they said some things. I Voss and Pagan Min are some of my favorite kind of like psychopath video antagonists of past video games. Like Voss is a fantastic character, criminally cut down halfway game 
that could have been better. Like, I, I could probably get in the weeds. Like, every Far Cry game has had a point where, like, they fucked up on it and then ruined the game some. The death of Voss halfway through Far Cry 3, spoilers, I guess, is, like, when that game goes from, like, fuck to, ah, fuck. <laughs> like, I, Pagan Man also, like, Pagan Man is such a good character compared to everyone else in Far Cry 4 that, like, I I, I stand by the, con- the the correct ending for Far Cry 4 should be the one you hang out at the opening for four minutes, to, like, ten minutes to get because, like, that's the correct ending to that game. Playing mm-hmm. that game should be the, is the bad ending across the board. Like, Pagan Man, despite being a murderous warlord who's taken an area over by, like, force is maybe the correct rule. The father, on the other hand, is a mildly charismatic guy with a man bun and aviates. Mm-hmm. Who looks a tech pro. I mean, this sounds like something I'm willing to... I, it doesn't come off as hateful. Like, he looks like he belongs in Seattle. Like, the guy kind of looks like a creepy barista... Except, like, if it wasn't for the lighting and the fact that you're at a church surrounded by some, like, of the most typical-looking cult survivalist people ever, it wouldn't be creepy. But whatever, he's all like, God will not let you take me, and, like, you pause, and this is where you can go left or right kind of thing. Like, if you if you don't cuff him, you get the, like, short ending to the game that, like, we talked about last week. It's like, oh, you can beat the game in ten minutes. Like, or you slap the cuffs on him, and then the game, like, kicks back and walk him through through the compound, back to your helicopter, and, like, all the co- They're taking the father, like, shit is going down. I'm again, I'm like, okay, this sucks, but, like, this vibe is real good. Like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like, they're gonna fucking kill us again. Like, there's some real horror movie you shit going on. You can feel the imminent danger. Yeah, like, it's- they, they mm. nail that. Like, and- Like, and- uh, uh, sort of backtrack a second. Like, as part of the father being all, like, oh, they'll never- like, God won't let you take me- his three like disciples, his like is it's just ch- his direct children show up, and there's two guys and there's a girl, and I'm gonna get to them in a couple of minutes. And helicopter, you kind of roughly shove them in, and hell fucking breaks loose. And they, like you got cultists like running at the helicopter, like climbing it, like you start taking off, they're hanging on, you're literally punching people in an in-game cinematic off the helicopter, and then you see one crawl up across the windshield. And you see an explosion above, and the helicopter crashes, and it goes to blackout, and then it cuts to, like, you're all upside down, and the father is right fucking in your face going, I told you God wouldn't let you take me. And you're like, oh, shit. And then the cultists come, and they drag your people off, and then the thing lights its ass on fire. Oh, shit. And then you're fucking running through the woods as cult is fun. You find, like, some survivalist cabin with some guns. And you and the marshal have, like, a last stand where you steal a pickup truck. And you're driving off. And you're, like, running and gunning. And it's at this point you realize just how fucked the part of most. They have, like, air support and mounted guns. And they blow up a bridge you're on. And you float downstream some. And a guy pulls you up and puts a shotgun to your face and goes, I don't fucking trust you. And then the game gets bad. <laughs> I was waiting for the twist because all of this sounds like well-paced, well-done storytelling. Yeah, it's the, the first ten minutes of that game are fantastic. They are a game I want to play more of. Like 
like it's got this kind of not quite supernatural supernatural vibe going on like it's Children of the Corn. Yeah. Ending to that game is amazing. And I wish they had kept that vibe going the rest of the game. Because after that point, it becomes just another fucking Far Cry game. Where it's like open world and there's wacky stuff to do. Like, And the game tries to keep itself serious-ish. But by the very nature of it being a Far Cry game and like the stuff they chose to go with, it ruins it. Like, if they had kind of... Like, so, like, let's play let's play armchair developer for a second. Uh, part of what made Far Cry so good is your player character fucking sucks when you pick him up. Like, Ming is bad, your reload is bad, like, you can't sprint and reload, like, you have to unlock running into a slide. Like, it's a stupid perk to pick up, but gives you this real feeling of, like, yeah, fucking Jason Brody sucks when you get him. And the game is you becoming Rambo. Like, it's got some other problems, like some ultimate white male power fantasy bullshit. But from a, like, your main character, you are developing from, like, normal-ass dude who's into, like, skydiving and jet skiing, which is why you're, like, it's enough to do this, to, like, murderizer. That arc is really fucking cool. And... Ford didn't do a great job of that. Five kind of steps around that by being like, no, you're a deputy. You know how to hands and maybe you have some combat experience or whatever, but to it. And that's kind of, I think, a mark against it. Like, I, I, I love Far Cry 3 for what it is because it's this story of, like, a in-shape, generic kind of douchey person forced to become Rambo. And that's what makes that game good. This game does... Uh, the plot of Far Cry 3 is fantastically simple. You escape friends back, and you've gotten involved in some shit, and, like, you've chosen to, like, go, okay, I'm gonna save my friends by fucking murdering these pirates. Four, mm -hmm. you get involved in a civil war. Five, the stakes are weird, because it's so, like... Because you're the sheriff... Because you're the deputy... The fact that, like, an hour into this game, I had, like, neck-snapped, beaten to death with shovels, shotgunned, machine-gun arrowed, like, a hundred peep death, kind of wrong narrative-wise. Like, on one hand, it's like, oh, you're, you're, you're going up against this cult of mil militia people. On the other hand, it's like, no, I'm a law guy. Like, there are things in the area. I should have jumped on a plane and gone, like, south to a major city and been like, fucking call their shit be fucked up there, yo. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, the game like establishes a like, why like you lose cell phone reception as part of the helicopter ride in. Like part of the big reveal is like the person on dispatch you're talking to is fucking in the cult. It turns out that gets revealed pretty quickly. Like that's why no one's coming. And the cultists have cut the lines to the area and shit. Like it's, and like, if you weren't, a cop this game makes me you were just some like dude that lived there or a biker passing through like i this is gonna sound really armchair developy but like if you were some guy who was like fresh out of the military who's like yeah i was a medic or something that's already a better more of a believable story than like dead rambo who's like both murderized people for like yeah i'm just kind of cool stabbing people's neck and stabbing people like 
Far Cry 3 gave you moments of Jason Brody being like, what am I doing? I, I just killed a hundred people. I've never mm-hmm. broke a man's neck before. And, the, and this character's like oddly silent. Like, yep, guess I'm just punching people to death now. La, 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 la. How approachable would this game be, do you think, if you'd never had played a game with Jason Brody? It's super self-contained. Like, there's nothing... I. So I guess because well, I mean, everything here sounds perfectly fine. You're just missing a particular character arc from the previous game. So and it's the game itself from a mechanical standpoint is fine. Like I've always had an issue with Far Cry shooting. It's always like I always have to spend about the first hour playing, kind of dialing it in. They seem to either go way too sensitive or not sensitive enough. And like the the cover system one, but like so from a pure iterative game standpoint. They've streamlined a bunch of the mechanics and not necessarily in a good way, I think, at this point. So in previous Far Cry's, the way you unlocked weapons where you climb these stupid kind of platformy towers, you unlocked gear or you could buy them. But the main idea was, hey, you reveal the map by climbing these towers and that's how you get better stuff. And you use your in-game cash to buy like scopes and paint jobs and grips that overall improve the gear you have. I, a, I think there's too much gear in this game. Like, I think the types of bows, and I want to say Far Cry 3 only had one bow, and that was more than enough. Like, we've gone from having 20 guns in the game to having, like, there's probably, like, easily 10 subtypes of guns, each with, like, 10 different guns in it. And uh-huh. it's just too many, because the guns have various stats to them that... A, for a first-person shooter, I think's a little bit weird. But at the same time, I don't want, like, I... There's too many pistols. Like, there are more guns in this game than most first-person shooters bother having. Because it's like, no, you need, like, five pistols. This one's like, you can sort of anything you want in this game for no apparent reason. Like, I can suppress a shotgun or a sniper rifle. But at the same time, like, you're not going to bother taking some of these weapons because... You can put a grenade launcher in your pistol slot, so why the fuck bother having a normal pistol at that point? Yeah. Uh, but, like, it, literally the, the game has gone to explore to unlock stuff to this kind of, like, in-game achievement-based perk system. Like, the games have always had a talent system to it where it's like, oh, you're following the Pino or the Path of the Shark, where it's like, okay, if you're into, like, sneaking around and stealthing people... You're going to unlock the takedown mechanics and all that stuff. That's, like, on this path. This is, like, perform 100 stealth kills. Unlock chain takedowns. Mm. Again, like, in previous games, the narrative, like, you becoming a badass was woven into the narrative of the game. It had, like, a, a backbone of, like, some, like, warrior tradition or something. And, like, I unlocked a better whole ammo for my hand because I killed 100 guys. Where in previous games it's like, oh, you want to, you want more ammo carrying? Go out and take their skins. Change that, but it's like sell five wolf skins. No crafting, no crafting. <laughs> it's it, it, you're just filling up meters at this point. I feel like that moves a lot of what was good about the prior ones, which were kind of generic person thrust into a into extraordinary circumstances like regardless of the prior game problems the base idea of a normal ass person forced to act extraordinary 
is a cool ass game. Mm-hmm. And this one kind of feels like it loses some of that fun that the previous games had that kind of made them feel more unique, I guess. But like, so like mechanically the game is fine. It's streamlined. It's whatever. I, the game seems to take the chance to make fun of previous games. I'm a tower at one point and like on the radio, you're a partner. Oh, don't expect me to have you climbing towers a bunch. It's like, okay, great. You, you understand we played the previous ones and there were maybe too many tower climbs, but I, I, you're Ubisoft half your games involved. So maybe you don't get to make jokes about that. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of things you've said to me do sound appealing as someone who has not played the previous games. Well, so, and and that's the issue. Like, it's on paper, this game is okay, it's the story that has the problem. So, mm-hmm. the, the story of the, trying to get your friends, you're trying to get your um team back, and there are options in the map, and they're each kind of controlled by... One siblings? Of the, yeah, one of the siblings, and... Each one's kind of got their own thing going on. Up to the north, you've got Guy, who's basically Bear Grylls, who's got, like, animal shit working for him and stuff. To the north, to the east, you've Faith. And Faith is my issue with this game because Faith sets up a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to circle back to her. And then to the south, you've got, I'm blanking on his name, too, into, like, the media shit of being in a cult. Like, it's this character in a more formal way where he's shooting like a fucking promotion video where it's like, feel better about yourself. Embrace the power of yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he fucking also looks like a tech bro. Down to like ornate belt buckle and like suit with no tie. Like, we have to see John. Yeah. That sounds There's right. Faith, yeah. Faith, John, and Jacob Seed. Yeah, sorry, the three the seed the three seeds. And like is the one I'm talking about, the tech broy one. Yeah, I'm guessing you mean the uh, the well the well dressed one, not yes. the camouflage da- dog tags. One. Yes. Yeah, John is the well dressed one. Yeah. So, and the way the game works, you kind of do missions, you do stuff in each one of their zones, and you fill up a resistance gauge. Gauge is full. You go and fight these fuckers in this little boss fight. But yeah, and so part of my issue with the game is. You have faith. And faith is a weird-ass drug they're producing called Bliss. And Bliss brings another narrative issue to the game. Like, if this was like, hey, we're manufacturing, like, a pound, I'd be like, fuck it, whatever. Like, that's a cult thing to do. A big part of this game is they're, like, producing, like, chemical manufacturing plant levels of Bliss. Like... A bunch of the missions are blowing up fucking shipping crates of Bliss. Like, one of the objectives is blow up, like, Bliss manufacturing plants scattered across the map. Like, like, and not small ones, like, ones that contain, like, a fucking silo or something. Which, it's like, okay, what is Bliss? It makes you hallucinate some. And, like, it, they're obviously producing enough that, like, the fucking ATF should be all over this. Like, this is a large-scale drug operation, apparently. Why the fuck did they send a marshal and three sheriffs to deal with this shit? Mm-hmm. It's like, th- this is obviously, like, major drug land at this point. And at the same time, you have Faith, who, when you're in her area, 
you'll wander around and like she'll appear to you in weird nations. It's back to that weird supernatural thing the opening had going, which is cool. And she's like nonsensical and drugged out and being like, you'll join us eventually. Embrace it, etc., etc. But at the same time, in her zone, you have these fucking bliss zombies, which are just add baseball bats and knives that take double damage to kill. Hmm. Which, again, like, if they were in the rest of the area, you'd be like, oh, okay. But no, they're kind of, they're designated to her area, and the first, like, the first time you're kind of, you're like, oh, shit, I sent you to clip into them, and then you start shotgunning them, and you're like, oh, fuck it, whatever. Right, pistols suck in Far Cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, it's... It's weird, because, like, it's it feels like they had a... Like, if Faith was the main villain and, like, the entire game was her kind of weird druggy stuff, I think the game would be better. Because the stuff, like, surrounding her interesting than the other two, like, maybe Survivalist Brother is okay, too, because he's like, I'm training people to torture. and she, He's also fucked up, but, like, if you had Faith in him and not Techbro and other father fucking sucks, you'd have more compelling villains. And, like, the game has some weird narrative stuff where you, like, fucking start torturing people from Eden's Gate. And I'm... it's, it, like, they're churchy, but also they just kind of seem like homeless people. Mm. Like, the culture of this cult is very, like, not even really a cult. Like, it's not clear what they were getting out of it except access to drugs and being in a militia. And at the same time, it's like, they all fucking look like cavemen and homeless people for the most part. It's all crazy, long beards and hair and, like, disheveled clothing with the cult's logo on the back of it. And, like, maybe it's the fact, like, this game could have told a badass story. And they, like, occasionally they, like, hint at a better story. The opening for this game, if they had kept that kind of shitty, watered-down, open-world thing... I think this game could have been really cool. If they kept that kind of horror vibe of, like, semi-supernatural shit going on, like that oppressive tone, this game could have been really goddamn cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's maybe, and that's why I have issues with the game, because the opening is unbelievably strong, and then you get out of it, and it's like, yep, welcome to Grand Theft Auto first person. Like it's bogged down Far Cry stuff. Like it's first means I just don't use most vehicles in the game at this point. Cause it sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it's It's the same formula that every other game has had. It's like, oh, do these side stuff and take out the compounds and do the missions, and you can stick there's a bunch of ways you can approach stuff, but you eventually kind of just get forced back into get the fucking giant ass sniper rifle get the stupid long-range scope, and get real good at picking people. 80% of the situations in that way, and once you're a couple hours in, you'll have unlocked, like, more, you can carry more weapons at once, and when sniper rifle won't work, auto-shotgun will kind of thing. Or LMG, or flamethrower. Like, it's like, like, the game has a camping sniping problem, and does nothing to stop it. But it's like, oh, it's a valid strategy that works way too much of the time, and is boring because you can get some stuff that shoots from like a mile away. And the game's enemies are dumb and not equipped to handle this. 
Yeah, and then they give you companions and stuff, and the companions are kind of cool, except the companion, like, inconsistent. Like, I had a basic dude just, like, fucking stealth murder his way. It's the Rambo... It, it's not the Rainbow Six. The um, Ghost Recon Wildlands issue of once you kind of get multiple sync shots powered up for your characters, you can just lay waste to locations without doing anything, which is fun. It's a waste at that point, but it's not. It's so overpowered when you use it. Mm-hmm. And, and you can get companions. Like I have a dog. I'm running around. He brings me stuff and detects things, but at the same time, like Fido will just straight murder someone for me, but at the same time, I have like a bear running around with me also. Like it's a bear and a dude with a incendiary on shotgun that's murdering people. So I'm like a mile away sniping people. It's like, yeah, go distract shit. I don't care. Fucking do it. Whatevs. Yeah, it's this game. It's weird. It's like as someone who's played all, the, I was gonna give this one a pass because it was like, nah, it doesn't. It's like the story doesn't have teeth and looks like another Far Cry game. And yeah, this game is derivative of the Far Cry game. So they've taken cool out and replaced it with a more basic, not as much fun to engage with. And the story of them so far, like it, like every single time you think it's going to do something cool or have like a point to say, it's like, nah, that's not. And like, I know some like, I don't want my games to be political. Like you can have a conversation, make a point with a video game and not be like malicious or bad. It could be like, no, no, this militia is so bad it's a cult. Like literally, they're murdering people and torturing people and like abducting people and have like a county on lockdown. They're obvious. Mm-hmm. But they say nothing with that. Look at these crazy drugged out people. Like half the time they give you an out that a bunch of them are on fucking drugs, which is why they're in the cult. Shit going on. What's like. Oh, they're not acting other well, they're acting because of bliss. Like the pirates were all hopped up on drugs, but they're like, no, I'm a pirate. Ha ha. Or in four, I work for a bad guy. And I'm super into murder. So it's just kind of the equivalent of like, that's not who I am when I'm sober. When I'm drunk, yeah. I'm that monster. Yes, actually. Like that's that is what this game is. Like it again, like it's one of these things where it's like you're making a choice. You're moving it to America where we have a bunch of weird shit going on. You are very intentionally invoking some stuff that's very now and very timely. And you can obviously do it because the first 10 minutes of this game fucking exist. Yeah. Like, someone knew what this game should have been given the setting and all. And they fucking failed. Like, that opening is, like, oppressive and uncomfortable in the same way the Metro games are. Holy shit, I'm about to eat my words. Like, this is real cool. Like, this is some horror game. Like, this is some light horror game aspect stuff. Like, man, they are just nailing this atmosphere. Then you get this... And it's downhill so quickly. It's not just you're like... Like, the cult no longer seems threatening. They just become guys that you shoot. Like, I swear the AI is worse in this game than previous ones. And then you've got a bogged down. It's like, oh, you have all these weapons now that most of them you won't use. And fuck, I haven't talked about the microtransactions yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's microtransactions in it? Yeah. Oh, geez. So the game went into a weapon shop, has to contact the Ubisoft store because it 
always opens up in the weapon page to like the premium skin guns that you have to pay real money for, or you can get some of that real money currency in game if you do stuff. And they're like they're, they're fucking sweet ass guns. Don't get me wrong. But this is primarily a single player game. It's got some multiplayer stuff. Like I, they said, you could play it co op, and I'm a little I haven't tried it, so I'm not totally sure what that game does. I get the impression like if you Alex jumped into my game, we could play through the entire game, but you would get credit for none of it. You'd bring back some like currency maybe or something. Hmm. But it's not like Borderlands where all your stuff comes back with you. It's like, oh, you're like, you're my buddy at that point. You're my my mercenaries. It's like, yep, they're here. Mm. There's also a real basic character creator where you can be one of six very generic looking people in flannel or tank tops. It's not really even a character creator. It's like it's, it's on the Steve's level one where it's like, hey, it's pre-made shit. We're mm-hmm. not giving you options. We're just giving you the illusion of options. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I. It, it's, it's incredibly disappointing because again, like the the opening of this game is so fucking good, and then the rest of it just kind of happens, and it's like, and the game has moments. Don't get me wrong, like, it's back, and then it's not, and then the ending's bad, allegedly. Like I. I stopped playing it because I'm just like, why am I playing? I will get to the ending eventually because I've heard the ending is kind of like the same deflated air leaving a balloon majority of the rest of the game is story-wise. And it's sad because there's some cool-ass shit. Like, in they have prepper, like, stash houses everywhere. These, like, little mini-game puzzles. And they're fucking rad. Like, the idea of, like, these preppers are like, oh, I'm going to survive the apocalypse, who just were like, oh, shit, I'm getting out of here, and just left their shit, is like a fantastic criticism, where it's like, you people spend maybe millions of dollars on this shit, and then, like, are never going to use it, because the moment shit gets real, you're going to fucking run, because you're human. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little disappointing, because the game, I mean... I like the whole concept. Like, the yeah, game itself I, and all that. I, I, like, I not- love Far Cry one through three. Like they, each one of those is a fantastic, based on iterative kind of progression of the game. And three is the first one Ubisoft made, I think. Like it's 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 a real hard turn to an action game. Like even four, I'm fine with. Like Blood Dragon is weird for the sake of weird. Like it, okay, so imagine kind of the Seer Dragon in a game that's, like, borderline photorealistic at points. It just feels bad. And, and, and like, I, I guess, like, yes, I've played a bunch of the Far Cry games, and to your question a while back, Jeff, of, like, if you came into this raw, like, how would you react to it? You wouldn't have some of the stuff I have where it's like, oh, great, it's the third Far Cry game where you had a cool idea for a setting and story and did fucking jack shit with it. But I also think if you came to this one having been your first one, that ending and that opening is so fucking good. Spot I'm at where it's like, man, you had such a cool idea going, and now the rest of the game is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, that that's that's Far Cry Five. I yeah. It's been a while since like I, we joke about how I hate video games every once in a while and stuff like that. Like this kindled my love of video games. 
because it's like, man, I have something to hate now. Like, I'm fucking... Just don't give me just a release thing to hate with a passion. Everyone, I, it's not even a bad game. It's just a super disappointing one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and, and that's worse. But yeah, right. that, that's what I've been up to. All right. Turn. Yep, it is your turn. It's going to be really short because I don't do much. <laughs> um, mostly I do I, I do going to my job. Um, but so for starters, <laughs> what game uh, is that one? It, it's the shitty one. It's mostly grind. It's a VR game. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, I'm ramping up for the paintball season and, um, going tomorrow for the first time this year because the weather finally permits it. And it's actually warm. Uh, I thought you still had like four feet of snow on the ground. There is still snow on the ground. It just happens to be like 40 out. And because I'm so oh. used to negative weather, like. I was riding around with my girlfriend the first day it was 40 out. And she's like, can you open the windows? It's like hot. Huh. <laughs> like all of us are so jaded against temperature. Like 40 degrees is now warm. Is is, is sweating temperature. No, I understand um, that. Um, but for this season, I got a pump gun. So I got an Azadin KP3 that came in and I've been uh, servicing it. So can't wait to uh, shoot slow. Yeah. And, um. Other than that, I saw Icon for Hire recently at a uh, place in Somerville called the Once Ballroom, which literally is just like a large function hall with an upstairs where they like, it's definitely a place you'd like because it's absolutely like a heavy metal bar and like everyone's covered in tattoos and piercings and leather everything. And the upstairs is, they disassembled like a bowling alley, another like stage and it just has like the lot or like lane open and it's bowling alley chairs. And then they have like pool tables and pinball. Um, I need to go to this and place. Literally, there it only holds like 300 people in the actual like concert venue. So we we spent the entire show like three feet from or three rows of people from the stage, and it was fantastic. Um, and they put on a killer show. Um, let's see. Yesterday, I went to uh, hockey, and I felt, or I was playing like shit, and I just couldn't see the puck, and I was like, everything's just a little bit fuzzy, and my depth perception's really not with me today, like, I wonder my glasses prescription's just getting at home, and I'm like, okay, so tacked out, and I go to take my left contact out, I go, ow, or sorry, take my right contact out, ow, do it again, <laughs> ow, one more time, ow, where the fuck is my right contact? <laughs> <laughs> So I was playing with one contact in. Do it. And that that would do it. Um, and then other than that, this one's going to be... I finished the show Westworld, finally. And... Nice. I've been I, hearing about that. It sounds exciting as hell. So, I have some interesting opinions on it. One, it's not a very unpredictable show. Like, a lot of the things, they telegraph their passes pretty early on. know about it. It just becomes obvious. Um, the, I do not like pretty much any of the storyline to do with Maeve. It's on of the main plot involving Dolores, meaningless. In addition, I am kind of stories where people are actively doing the stupidest shit option because nothing, there is no tension when people act dumb. There is tension when you try and do everything right and things still go wrong. And her storyline is built on people like, Hey, we could solve easily if we did the right and intelligent thing. Oh, we didn't. 
oh, we have a touch screen that literally we set her intelligence to 20, and now she's blackmailing us. How about we just set that to two for five minutes and reset her? Like, there are so many ways out of her storyline. The It is exclusively human stupidity that perpetuates I her storyline, and I say hate they, that. they address that eventually, actually. Ah, uh, where? Are you done with the season? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed that part. I, they kind of imply at one point that uh, some of her own code at Max Intelligence. That's after that they let her get that far. Yes. And she blackmails her, like, blackmails them several times. And, like, the fact that they even let her rewrite her code or set her intelligence to 20, like, all That's... of bad. And then when they have the actual opportunity to rewrite her and the uh, kid who's been programming the bird hits the other button intentionally, which, one, it's obvious she's going to get up off the table. That's, like, the shitty movie-making 101. But, like, just the fact, like, do you think that he'll brick her and end the series? It's like, if he was smart, he would. Um, But he's not, so he doesn't. And I hate that shit in storytelling. It's like, you're, if you just did the right thing even once over the course of several decisions, you had to go flipping coins, you pick tails every time, you're a fucking idiot and I don't care about you. I have no investment in your existence. I hope you get killed by your creation. You're an idiot. <laughs> well... <laughs> so things I like about the there's plenty of things I like about the show. The maze, I won't say anything about it, but it wound up being infinitely more interesting and well explained. Anticipate it would. That only gets you have to watch literally the season until the last ten minutes of the show for that to come up. And yeah. it's almost like it's like Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's actually a pretty fair criticism. Like two's gonna be fucking insane. What they said. I don't even the know what they're gonna do with season two, but. I, I am excited for it. I do hope they expand on the, I hope they expand on the universe and just continue down easy storylines within the universe. Cause yeah. they've already gotten pat through most of the actual like moral and going, if they start going over the moral intrigue again, they're literally just going to be repeating themselves and that'll be, mm -hmm. um, whereas if they just go and now that we've got that out of the way, let's just let people fucking kill each other yeah. again. And that'll be, that would actually be interesting. So yeah, I, I am a harsh critic and I know that, but I all, like I said, this is a show I would recommend. I just don't fall for it head over the head over heels that other people do. No, yeah, I, I enjoy the show as well. I, I, nothing you've said as a criticism, I think, is in any way unfair or invalid. It's just kind of like it's a sum of its parts, I guess. Like, it's yeah. a damn fine show, but it, it definitely has some issues. Yeah. Um, but that's basically it, bringing you up to speed with me. Um, it took it took many uh, that could have been spent playing video games to finish Westworld. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for their show, check out American Gods. Mm -hmm. I think I told Alex okay. about that last week off the podcast. Yeah. I haven't checked it out yet, but I've heard from you, and it sounds fucking great. Yeah, it's, it's dark. Hmm. I, yeah, the, those are the two shows I'm looking forward to the most. For a second mm -hmm. season, and American Gods is like, yeah, we'll get them like fucking make a second season. I know you cost like twelve million dollars an episode to make, but like, get to it. <laughs> I think that brings us to news. And as much as I know this irritates everyone, including myself, for 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 old times' sake, Alex, could could you do the noise for me? <coughs> there we go. 
That's the first time I haven't introduced the news myself, Station. Right? Well, I someone, mean, someone it, else took the reins for a second. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> weird out of body moment. Yeah. In in a, in in a sad way, this is this is Jeff's first time, and the yeah. Because <laughs> I die at once we once we close Skype, my the the pacemaker keeps me alive. That's connected to this Skype account kicks out, and I will just pass away. Yeah, your your AI gets shut down. I, exactly. I think it's time. I think we can finally tell everybody Jeff is actually an AI. And he's been living on the internet for a long time. Did you guys fucking read the emails we got? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That 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 comment will make a lot more sense once we get through stuff. <laughs> this is fucking great. <laughs> oh. So what do we got? First off the bat, uh, so uh, in a kind of rare situation of real life conspiring to work with us, I. Uh, we have a weird kind of greatest hits week of news this week, and right off the bat, it seems that Pokemon Go is finally becoming a real game. Some might say like about one a year that you can play years. against others. No, that's still not it. But it's got quests and shit like that. All right, cool. Yeah, it's basically got something you can do in addition to just wandering around. Which I've talked about before. Draconius Go has had that for a long ass time, and that's part of why people were like, maybe you should play this instead, but. Yeah. No, that's def or I'd categorize yeah. that as cool because I've had so many or it I missed the craze on that game and people all fell off of that game pretty much like yeah. as fast as they picked it up. Or not that's actually that sentence is completely false. People did fall off the game though. And it's kind of been a what would it take to for them to breathe life back into this game and I maybe don't that's think this will I, I don't think this will bring people back, but I think like if you're curious about it or you've been playing, this will be a good thing because it adds actually a layer of stuff. So it's you'll be doing field research and you'll do tasks to kind of unlock a path to getting uh, I'll call it a loot box because that's what it is, but it does add some kind of active actively doing aside for just ranking up and catching. Mm. Which I am all for in this scenario. I do not play the game anymore, but I, like if, if this had been around when I started falling off, I might have kept going a little longer. Yeah, it would have been nice if all this was much, you know, you know, came out much earlier. But you know, take it while it's here. Yeah, I, when I read this initially, my immediate reaction was, "This should have been in like the base game." Like. I, I, maybe I don't understand how complicated it is to make that. The fact that fucking Draconius Go also exists means probably not. Like, <laughs> everything they've added post has been, this should have been in your fucking base game. Maybe not the raid stuff, but like, this is one of those things where it's like, how hard would it have been to have had this in the game from the start? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, It's in there now, though. Speaking of in there now, though, uh, Call of Duty World War II's new DLC will bring aerial dogfighting to the game. Not the single player, the multiplayer. And which game was this? Uh, the new Call of Duty. Oh, I mean, it's nice that they'll get that. I think this is the first, this is only actually on our news because I'm pretty sure this is the first Call of Duty with cool multiplayer. Wait, what? All the Call of Duty multiplayer modes haven't had vehicles in them. 
Really? Right. This is, is that the, really just a battlefield thing. It's just a, not just the battlefield thing, but Call of Duty has never had vehicles in its multiplayer and planes, which I suspect are easier than cars and tanks. But this is this is a potentially pretty big deal. Hmm. Because that yeah. are awesome. I mean, yeah. When it comes to Call of Duty versus Battlefield, I've always erred on the side of Battlefield. But I mean. For people that are into that kind of first-person shooter, welcome to vehicles. They add a lot of fun. Now the only thing that you're missing is C4 to cover your vehicles with and careen them into people. Oh, and my mistake. I guess previous ones have had, like, drones and bombers. and Yeah, that's uh, Modern Warfare 2. You can yeah. control the AC-130 and all that. There was an automated one, but there was one you could actually fly, like, actually fly in the sky, but it was drone bill. But that sounds... Uh... That sounds kind of cool that they're adding that. I mean, the closest thing they had to the somewhat quote-unquote vehicle combat would be, like, grinding off the walls and the crazy jumps and shit like that. Yeah. Where it's almost, like, not normal human movement in a weird way. But yeah. it's, uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, Rat Call of Duty? I, I don't, I, I'm curious to see how they do aerial combat yeah. in general, considering it's completely new. And to be fair, their... it's not clear to me if this is mixed or it's just kind of dogfighting mode. And mm. I guess... Uh, Infinite Warfare did also have a dogfight mode kind of thing. But if this is a game that features kind of on foot and air stuff, it could be pretty goddamn cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um, since I, I know earlier we, we, we said Battlefield versus Call of Duty yeah. and whatnot, but um, the last, I think I had mentioned this before, Jeff. I don't know if you ever played it, but did you ever play Battlefield 2142? Nope. There is a game mode on there I think you would really like if you're into the vehicle combat for Battlefield. If you ever go back and get Battlefield 2142, hmm. I doubt they'll add it, but there's this cool mode where you can, like, shoot... Well, you you, you basically break down shields for a spaceship and then invade the spaceship on, on foot, so to speak, kind of thing. It's kind of fun. Oh, I remember that level in Unreal Tournament 24, or 2004. That was in Unreal as well? Yeah. What? There was a level where you basically space-sieged a spaceship and then... Oh, I'm not even talking the train. I'm talking the space level one. Oh, yeah. You had to destroy the reactor core within and on foot. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. But yeah. Mm. Um. It'll be interesting. What? Just out of curiosity, what's the last Call of Duty you played, Jeff? Call of Duty? Did you ever play Call of Duty at all? Because I know you said you're more Battlefield, but did you ever play any of the Call of Duty? I used to be ridiculous good, ridiculously for four. Then four two came out, and I didn't play it. Buying new. Then my brother would pick up all the other ones for the Nazi zombies, and I would play like 10 minutes of that and get bored. <laughs> mm. Um, I was always very proud of my abilities for fair because I could, uh, what was it? I would, I would never be high ranking, and I would be using all the starter guns, and I would still come in top three of like every match I joined. And I'd be like level 50 person, level 55 person, level 16 Jeff. Thank you for Counter-Strike for making me better than the people around me. Hmm. <laughs> cool beans. Yeah. Yep. From that, uh, yeah, kind of news because that's the hot thing to talk about. It's not quite the division level of dumpster fire, but it's not looking good right now. Does that bring us to our next piece of news? I suppose it does. Uh, In, <laughs> can I announce it? Sure. In a uh, classic... Uh, SWS fashion, because we're doing our greatest hits, it, we are taking Division news. Um, it's still going on. We have to say about it. Fair we enough. just felt like the Division needed to be here. Yes, but in similar launch to the Division, we have to talk <laughs> about Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
no longer doing that because everyone said, what the fuck, please do not do that. As a game with terrible combat and... The world's worst character creator? Yeah, that felt like that. It's like, really, yeah, this is what I you're focusing on? listened to last on? podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's what you're choosing to focus on? Really? You're going to make this game less fun to play? But speaking of less fun to play, Under Siege from Hackers. Well, it's a new game, and it kind of still plays like it's a beta or early access, so... Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it is. Uh, I, I, w- I would like to thank all the people who pre-purchased this game early and are playing it now to work out all the bugs, so when it's fixed, I'll jump on and have fun. Yeah. Uh, the hackings range from having all the points of interest you might care about just kind of fucking pop up on the map via visual kind of equalizer to your traditional invincibility and super shots. Nice. Yeah. Oh, hackers. It basically reveals a bunch of the stuff behind that game. But last in our Sea of Thieves stuff, uh, someone has reached the level of Pirate Legend. Yes. And everyone is fucking pissed about it. Because, to be fair, they lamed it out. Uh, So, uh, last week we talked about how kind of maybe there should be some endgame for this game, and the streamer... Someone's hit it within a week? (laughs) uh, Yeah, kind of. The way he did it's pretty shitty. Um, Prodigy X, he's a streamer of some kind, basically set up a chain where he could jump from people's game instances and cash in on their level. He has to the endgame of that game, which is a secret special tavern at the... Underneath the tavern, it seems, chill and hang at legendary pirate quests. And it's not clear if any of that stuff matters because it just seems to be harder versions of the stuff that's already in the game. So, but what is important is people are, I think, rightfully so, kind of pissed about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got that like, totally legitimately exploiting the game. On the other hand, that's straight exploiting the game, a game that's had a variety of issues since launch with people not getting gold reliably and, like, games crashing out when you have too much loot on a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Hmm. Sea of Thieves, you're killing it, apparently. Literally. <laughs> Indeed. Moving on from that to something a little more silly. Uh, a while back, we talked about how Lindsay Lohan was a Time After Auto 5 for using a character that was obviously Lindsay Lohan, but never calling her by her look the same, mostly just being kind of a former starlet in kind of controversial trouble. Her lawsuit has been thrown out. Yay. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Bopped. Lindsay Lohan 0, GTA 2. Yeah. It actually might be the same lawsuit at this point. I actually don't know. Oh, if it's the same lawsuit, like this, then... they've won. They've won enough goddamn court battles. I think they've earned a. Uh, yeah, they've earned the second point. Yeah, well, yeah. Even then, they they shut down. The, was it Jack Thompson? Yeah. Then the, yeah. So I, I, oh, and by the way, no, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Finish your thought. I was gonna say, oh, it's just we brought up Jack Thompson. Just like to say, uh, fuck Jack. Team McGrath of. How many times do we have to do this, old man? (laughs) I will straight end you. Speaking of straight end, No Man's Sky is finally coming to Xbox One. Yay? 
It wasn't one. No, it was on PC and PS4. It was a timed exclusive, but it's now on Xbox One, and there's also a patch coming. And the internet insists No Man's Sky is now fun to play and or good. They're wrong, but yep. Hmm. Yeah. It's been fucking weird seeing people compare Sea of Thieves to No Man's Sky. A, because I don't think you'd ever want to be on the side of that comparison. B, as someone who's played both games, the, the issues with the games, while similar, are just so fucking unique to each game. Like, yeah, like, No Man's Sky was uh, flaming hot garbage. Uh, sea of Thieves is just a little garbage I, right now. Yeah, I, I, like I said last week, I really think the guys that made Sea of Thieves have made the exact game they set out to make. Yeah. Like, and the No Man's Sky guys wanted to make a better game, and they didn't. Sea of Thieves guys are happy with what they made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of happy with what you made, there is the... Uh, the, de- the much talked about, maybe asked, really no. Destiny speeded up patch is officially out, bringing with it kind of, I guess, the vibe of multiplayer from Destiny One. Characters move faster, the movement options are better. Your supers charge twenty. How they did weapon balancing. The general vibe on this seems to be mostly positive, but the other side of the vibe seems to be this is definitely not enough to bring people like me and Alex who. Have you played that game since this year started? Which one, Destiny Two? Yeah, no. yeah. It's like it, they've they've rejiggered a bunch of that game with this patch, but it's not bringing anyone back. But it's out there. If you were looking to reason to pick up Destiny Two again, it's a thing. It's up there for free. It's not DLC. They added more gear, I guess, and more stuff is viable. So yay! You got a or shitty streamers next. Uh, let's do EA and then we can end it out on the shitty streamers, I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. Should talk in the competition right into our main topic this week. Uh, let's punch down. I like it. Yep. I might be on the interesting side of this discussion, but let's go on. Sure. Oh, I don't know what we're talking about. All right. So, <laughs> our EA news. Uh, EA, according to a job listing post, has or is apparently working on an open world Star Wars game. My reaction to this was, what, you mean like that MMO you guys have had going for like almost 10 years? <laughs> I'd be an MMO. It's a completely different studio. Yes. Um, but the thing is, though, nothing is really confirmed because the only way being touted or being theorized is because there's a job listing posted on EA's job site. There were also some rumors around the cancellation of that last Star Wars game that it might be to refocus on there for a little while. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see what they kind of do with Ray-esque, so to speak, or is it like linear disguised as open world? Yeah. So, we'll see. Unfortunately, though, you know the one thing we know we'll have is loot boxes. Yeah, and I I think that's five is proven. You can have loot boxes and essentially for cosmetic stuff. I imagine the people at EA... It's like electronic actuation. Yeah. I mean, shit, <laughs> didn't the last Lord of the Rings game technically have loot yep. boxes? And it's a single-player game. Yep, the... You're, you are correct. Was it Shadows of War, yep. was it? Shadow of yeah. War, yeah. So, that, trust me, we 
if if it's got a game, we can boxes in it. Yeah. So. But yes. Uh, so. Yes, moving on. Our last news this week before we jump into our main topic, which since that's at 100 should be pretty obvious. Uh, Ninja, that guy that got famous from streaming with Drake and for being a streamer in general, has pulled a PewDiePie and said something racially offensive on his stream. Admittedly, it's not quite in the same scale as PewDiePie, but keeping in our theme of just don't fucking do this shit what we have going on on this podcast, it's worth bringing up. It's not even don't do it on, like, recordings. Just don't be a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be on the interesting side. So Alex is I... a shitty person. You heard it here. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. Love you, Alex. Okay. I, I, I think when it comes to this, not to say it's not wrong, is content. To say he pulled a PewDiePie, I think is absolutely incorrect. I already backed that down. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, PewDiePie called somebody. Yes. Hard R. In that again, I'm not an apology, but he was singing songs to uh, he was singing the lyrics to a song, and it happened to have the N word in it, but not strong R, of course. And he said it. So should he apologize for saying that? Yeah, it's it's a taboo word. Like it's just as bad as PewDiePie. Maybe I'm I'm not a I'm not for that. There's context for me is is a huge chunk of it. So. Do I give him a pen? Not necessarily, because you shouldn't really say it, and if you're going to rap certain lyrics, you're going to say. You know, like, if not, you should probably be aware and try to do something, something else. I think I even intro this with, like, it's nowhere near as bad, but it's also kind of a, don't fucking do this! Yeah. He could have he said ninja. That would have worked. Then he gets his name. I feel like that would have backfired, actually. I, I don't think really? that would have worked at all. Yeah. Uh, I think... To comments like that and singing this is directly proportional to the amount of people that actually watch your content. Because I've yeah. definitely seen so many times no, that and... has been used on streams of, like, League of Legends and stuff. Like, the fact that this is blowing up, although I condone the action, I think it's terrible, and I think that he's an idiot for doing it and that no one should really do that, but... I've seen it so many times and to no repercussion that it's like that that I don't think it's okay that this is the person who's being singled out. I do think that it's more I think everyone should be treated this way and that if you're going to do that on a stream, no matter regardless of your size, you should be treated this way and that's not how it's absolutely kind of a price of fame situation. And to give Ninja some points, he has handled it well. Maybe you should have mm-hmm. time, but like the Logan Paul PewDiePie version of the apology we got, it's, I'm not going to call it refreshing, because again, don't fucking do this in the first place. Yeah, it's, it's more, it's, it's more, it's a, it's an example of you are making money doing this. Understand what the shit you got away with when like 30 people were watching, like to put an even dumber you are technically illegally broadcasting music. Well, if he's rapping it, the music was playing in the background. Have, I think wasn't it? it I think okay. so because like chunks of his stream are muted because the music's playing. Okay. Which is also a violation of both Twitch and YouTube streaming. It's mm. yeah. It. 
neither of you are wrong. The issue is we shouldn't have to have this conversation anymore. It's kind yeah. of like, don't fucking swat a five-year-old. Don't fucking do this either, especially dreaming or YouTube your career. Mm -hmm. You're now a celebrity, whether you should be or not. It's a whole subjective topic, but you're now under scrutiny. You have to get used to really quick. Yep. I, part of me almost wonders if streamers forget people watch when they do. The years back of a guy who forgot he was streaming and fucking jacked off on staff. Yeah. Oh, God, what's his name? He's the League of Legends player, right? Yeah. Of course the League of Legends player. Enough for jerking off. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I remember he used to be a support player on like a Zubu Blaze, and then he was the coach of TSM and Team Liquid. I love the story of how I love this path we're taking to figure out what this Loco guy Doco. <laughs> that's who that idiot is. <laughs> Fucking Loco Doco. Yeah. I called him the Christmas fruitcake because he gets just passed around. He ruins them. <laughs> yeah. He got put on TSM. TSM started to suck. Started to suck. There was another streamer named Slushy. Oh, you think it'll be the last, yeah. do you? <laughs> Slushy is a support player, I think. Yeah, these support players. What the fuck is up with support players? They're too used to playing one-handed? I don't know. Oh. Or was he a... It doesn't uh, matter. Like, it's... Uh, oh, no, he was a mid laner for, um... What's it called? Was it V8 or Team 8 or something? Oh, he was a mid laner on Liquid for a while. All right. Yeah, fair. I, it doesn't matter in the grand spectrum of things. I more th threw this one in the news because, like, I, I know we're beating a dead horse at this point, but it kind of feels important to kind of bring it up every time someone does some dumb shit like this because we all believe in kind of video games as a not shit thing, and it keeps getting harder to defend video games every once in a while when shit like this keeps happening, where kind of your most public figures are like, we're recording? Did you forget you were streaming? Like, what the fuck, man? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but that does it for news this week, which means it's time for our main week is us. <laughs> Jeff emailed. That's what we don't have that many, but, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, as we mentioned kind of several times by now, this is episode 100. We have made it exactly 100 episodes farther than I think me and Jeff thought we would. We picked up Alex along the way, and it's been a hell of a ride. So uh, is it worth trying to kind of spread some of our emails? Uh, should I mix the emails in talking points? We just want to talk some before we get into emails. I'm good. Or I'll, I'll say a thing real quick. Sure. Which is, uh, since this is my last podcast, and I did tell everyone that basically a celebration of something we could do is hitting 100, not this being a eulogy for me. But uh, I just wanted to like take this opportunity, just like we did in the front, and just say thank you to everyone who listened or sent anyone anything in or liked and subscribed. Whether you were watching, you know, anyone the amazing who has ever wasted their life watching or listening to us. Some of the, like, awesome stuff just going through the history of just this channel in general. Like, goddamn, the, uh, the brutal legend playthrough, listening to redo. Charlie and Lil discuss Bat Batman, 
making, was it Died to Minions and the Ruby videos? Like, it has been a ride, and thank you to everyone who's partaken in it, and also a thank you to from me and Alex, because you guys have definitely kept me here involving this thing and giving me the platform to do things like release the Ruby video and Diet to Minions on yeah. all So thank you to everyone, and thank you to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an honor, sir. Yeah. And when we power your A off tonight, it's going to be a shame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Give us one week without your shit jokes on this topic, Alex. I like that no. one. <laughs> no, that is who I am. Oh, I know who it's. I, oh, I know it's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. Uh, yeah, we can move into letters. Hang on, I actually want to check something quickly. Uh, cause... go for it. Okay. Do a collapse. So you can find the spot. No, I'll find it. It's fine. This. Is... That's not a hundred. Why should we have our act together on this one of all things? <laughs> we've, I know. We've, we've, we've been the same way for 99 episodes. What's one more? Big thank you. House and views. Sorry. Five. Uh, wow. 53,173 views we've gotten on the channel up until this point in time. Thank you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. thank you guys so much. 5,000 some odd of those are the fucking um, Ruby video too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so for reference, the Ruby video alone has wasted 1,610 minutes of people's lives. <laughs> I, am, I am glad to have taken, to have siphoned this amount of life out of people. <laughs> it's, what, it's what maintains me. I will now last slightly... This video has wasted knife. Mostly of my friend group. <laughs> yep. Nah, I, thank you to anyone who's watched this. I, as the founder of this train wreck it's been fun time to go through this but because this is all about you the listeners we're gonna kind of cut this one short and jump into our emails and probably skitter all over the place as we find stuff worth talking about and expanding on but if you wish to get in contact with us jeff how do you do that oh this is probably the easiest one i've ever suggested so basically you go to a computer you sit down at it, and then you're going to log the computer on, trying to make sure that you have potential differences within your wire so the electricity actually flows through it. And then what you'll do is you'll go to uh, gmail.com, and if you don't have an account, you'll make one. And follow whatever it wants to Gmail. You hit the compose button, and then in the to uh, section, you'll write wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Take a giant projector and you'll print it out on it and you'll out onto some kind of transparent paper and you'll project it onto the clouds like the bat signal and then Charlie will see it from his house and then you'll see it on this podcast, Have it, potentially have it read on this podcast. Or more simply, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that pod? What's that email again, Alex? Well, the podcast is the Wicked Awesome Cast, but you can reach it. We can reach us. At wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spell that as it sounds down in the show notes. You know where to find for this podcast because we <laughs> actually have some email. To those of you who I've been kind of holding your email in cold storage, I apologize, but now is your time. Wicked Awesome Crew, in your 100 episodes of podcasting, what is your favorite tangent or bit you took too far? I personally am a huge fan of Jeff's, of Jeff's explanations of how you contact the podcast and really enjoy Alex laying into Charlie for his inferior comment for an entire episode. Oh, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh, man. Uh, favorite rants. Simplecasts. Yeah. Probably my favorite one. Charlie just talking for several minutes, smuggling meat into India. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. one. Yeah, that one tickles my, like, the absurdity of the entire thing and just, like, the matter-of-factness in which it need, it's conducted and in, that information is portrayed. Yeah, I, I'll always be a fan of Nikolai Tracksuit, except that existed in my life prior to this podcast. It's just gained kind of insemination amongst the masses, courtesy of this thing. Yep. I, I'm, Spreading his lore and his glory. Yeah. Mishka Tracksuit. Exactly. I... You got one, Alex? Um... I gotta say, I really enjoy when Charlie goes on a, like, when, when Charlie goes into full-on rant mode about something. So Far Cry 5. Like, Far Cry 5. <laughs> Today, yeah. That was, like, that was magical. Like, that was, You would yeah. throw some meat in the cage and see what happens. Yeah, just let him go to town. And I think the other thing is, um, even though I hate it and I love it at the same time, it's when Charlie ruins things that, I, like, like the Pop-Tarts thing. Uh, the social stroke enterprise. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> and I can never look at certain things the same way again. So thank you for for making that a thing and for also ruining those items for me. It's <laughs> it's fun to have it ruined for me, but at the same time I hate him because it ruins it. For yeah. Me. Uh, to add to that, actually, I fucking Alex giving me shit for the inferior comment. Like, God, it was aggravating. But like, I fucking laughed. <laughs> constantly at it when I was editing that podcast. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'd say this is pretty fucking funny. I like <laughs> this. I fucking deserved it, too. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I listen back sometimes. I. It was... The test of what makes it into the podcast from preamble or, like, stuff I maybe bring up a second or third time on the on the past podcast is, like, if I know something is coming and it still makes me laugh, that probably means someone else will like it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I can hear a joke for a third or fourth time, yeah, it's probably going in the podcast if I can get it in there. Yeah. And I think another little running thing that I kind of enjoy is the the shitty jokes I make around here and Charlie's reaction to them every time is always fun. Like, I have enjoyed the well, escalation. I've done, I've done the theoretical experiment on this. The answer is, no one likes puns, not even the person delivering them. You I don't love, enjoy them. You enjoy love, other people's reaction. You I don't find puns. your joke funny, you find other people not <laughs> No, I love That's the thing. I like making really bad puns. But I think, like, but to be honest, I do enjoy the reaction more. It's not that I don't, it's not that I don't like the joke. I like the joke. That's why I said. Well, if you, if you admit to me what I'm telling you, then you lose. You, you physically can't own, you physically can't own, own up to the idea that the joke is bad. You have to pretend that you like it. I no. I thought about this. <laughs> no, because your theory was I have to hate the joke, but I love the reaction. No, I love the joke, but I love the reaction even more. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, thing. Hmm. Yep. Nope. My I, I'm holding on to my theory. Quiet, Jeff AI. We're shutting you down after this anyway. Building off. I don't have to argue with you. I love these threats. Building off of this, I actually new some... favorite, new favorite tangent. So I actually went back and listened to the podcast just kind of out of curiosity for it, and I do enjoy that if you listen to all of the, like enough of them in a sequence, you can watch like 
in real time, you can watch my shitty jokes go down and my reactions get bigger. It's like initially me and Jeff will just fucking sandbag them and be like, whatever. You can hear an audible eye roll kind of thing. Silence. And even now it's like, no, fucking kill him. Yeah. The amount of times uh, you and I double team on his jokes yeah. where he'll make like a bad joke and we both... Or, we just carried on like he said nothing. Oh yeah, or no. The, the both immediately attack him. Like the, the correlation of me getting more and more exasperated with them is in direct. Like it's a it's a line graph that like as you're on the podcast less, my tolerance of the jokes goes like steeply up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I think that that part's also just but it's great. I enjoy it because it, 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 it like it's funny because like then you try the ignoring thing for a while and then you start doing and ah I, ah and I'm like that's ah, even worse ah yeah you just keep going <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and the thing is though I do it's not just a podcast thing I do that every oh I know that this podcast is a um for better accurate represent all of our personalities kind of turned to eleven mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's a pretty fair assessment. I'd if have you to find say. us off-putting us, we're probably off-putting in real life. <laughs> that is a, that is astute analysis there. Yeah. Well, thank you for writing in. I didn't mention at the top you didn't include a name, so I'm not going to ruin your email. I assume that from now on. We actually have a couple. We have a couple like that. So if I don't mention your name. Thank you for writing in, but you also wrote in anonymously. So moving on from that to. Let's do our Jeff dating advice question. All right, after yes. after dark, here we go. First off, to all of you who wrote in comparing Jeff to a sheet and paleness and a ghost, especially after thank Alex, you. thank you. They were fucking hilarious. <laughs> Even I enjoyed that shit. <laughs> Even after Alex made the Casper joke, that made the more jokes happen. I. I don't want to say you people ruined something because you never said anything I didn't know about, but like, <laughs> yeah. I like where this is going, and you haven't even read the email yet. Titled "Because You Keep Asking." All right, Jeff, I've got a relationship question for you. Of the three of you, you seem to be the one who cares the most about whether or not your girlfriend is into video games and anime and other stuff like that. It seems like your current girlfriend is not into stuff into that stuff. How exactly do I, you handle that? I myself try to inc- uh, try incredibly hard to get, uh, try to hide my gaming life from girlfriends until a lot of times a lot of time has passed, which has always felt weird to me. But I still do it. Does the Wicked Awesome cast have any advice on this topic? Signed, I can't believe I actually wrote in for this, Simon. Simon. So for starter, video games one i forcing my girlfriend to play them isn't exactly a big thing but for your comment of like it feels weird to kind of hide it i never hide anything like that and i was always very upfront with my girlfriend about the fact i play video games and there are do other than just that that she's not necessarily involved with like the amount of paintball or hockey i do and my girlfriend isn't into hockey and i play it literally four nights a week so it was kind of uh you know you need to understand that going into this, this is part of who I am and I'm not going to stop playing hockey. And I'm going to tell you, you know, when I'm happy about it and tell you things that excite me. And because my girlfriend's awesome, she cares enough to be like, oh, you're excited about this. I'll never change or hide who you are. 
people pick up on that and honestly people much prefer to see your outward or you showing your inside outward it make when you start exposing yourself to people it welcomes basically it gives them those them that you're comfortable with it which is very like the rsd answer to that but also it's it gives them the opportunity to do the same in return they they can be vulnerable because you're being vulnerable and not hiding something from them and also you never know when she'll have something that she has like oh maybe she's huge into hello kitty or something there's plenty of girls out there like that and um so just be yourself and if it's you know oh honey what'd you do today and the answer is video tell her and tell her why you're excited about that and even if it's you know the mod or if she really does give two shits about you you know listen and if not or you should be able to find a way to like hey I did a cool thing today, and he, let me explain why it's important. Um, as for introducing her to games, basically, I just kind of try and play around her interests and then, like, slowly introduce her to things. Like, I know that my girlfriend went as a female version of Indiana Jones for uh, Halloween one year. So I have her playing um, Chloe's Revenge in uh, Uncharted, which is literally female yeah. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Um, and finding games like the Uncharted games are actually really good for the idea of, um, your, uh, allows you to dynamically change the difficulty level. So yeah, I can I go into easy. I think we talked about um, that a couple podcasts ago, actually. Yeah. Yep. And then for like anime and stuff, kind of, I have the fortune that I have a foothold, which is she used to watch Pokemon and Sailor Moon growing up. And I was like, ah, I got my in. And then it was kind of a moment of, if I'm going to show her an anime or something, it needs to be like, knock your socks off good to kind of go, okay. Cause I've always been a firm believer and I've always explained it as a good story is a good story. And the medium in which you tell it is irrelevant. So it's kind of how we always try and we're supporting video cast and stuff is the idea that if a video game tells an amazing story, it doesn't matter that it's a video game. If I told you this eye-opening, interesting idea, you should still... It animates the same way. If you tell an amazing story and it just happens to be a cartoon, that story should stand on its own and speak for itself. And um, with her, I showed her Steins Gate, which is one of the best shows ever made, regardless of the medium. It's, it's not just the best anime ever made or the best cartoon or the best TV... or I think it's the best TV show category. Um, and because of that, I was able to very much like, okay, you watched this and, you know, by the end, like she's super emotionally invested in the characters and, but the show still takes you on that emotional ride. It's hard to say, oh, I don't like this. Um, and so long as you're not pushing constantly like, oh, try this, oh, try this, oh, try this. And like wearing the person out on trying your interests, it's easy to kind of like, okay, here's the interesting and the amazing part of this, because pretty much any hobby or anything in the world there is an someone with the difficulty it takes to get to the pat or to get to a higher level in that. whether it be like you're a trick shooter at pool which something i'm fucking not but like immediately i if someone starts doing that i'm immediately impressed because i understand how many hours it took to get good at that and if you're trying and with video games and stuff it's a little harder to be flashy with but you can at least introduce or i'm just gonna say your partner because i know simon you're probably a guy but in case there's any yeah. Yeah, if there's anyone else trying to go the other way with it, um, basically you can just kind of introduce them to things slowly and uh, bring your interest into their life and show them the things that are important to you. So, yeah, sure, there's my advice. Yeah, kind of building off what Jeff just said, I, the older you get, the less people actually give a fuck about stuff like that too, which is like... Also with the way the like social climate's changing, the, 
no one gives two shits you play video games anymore. Yeah, and I, I think it's also like it's the only time I ever encountered someone having an issue with the fact that I played video games was back like in high school, which was also long ago enough at this point that I suspect video games are cooler to a certain. And interactions like that, that person wanted to have a fight with you regardless. <laughs> so, yeah. But thank you for writing in. Indeed. That was fun. Yeah, no. Oh, I didn't, I didn't share mine. You got one? Yeah. Do well, it I up. Guess for, I guess I, I'm a kind of a as Jeff. Like, I don't hide it at all. I'm very upfront when it comes to that as far as like, yeah, no, I play games. That's what yeah. I do. It's a big part of my life. Yeah. Like, I told her about this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that should I, say I, everything you need to know about how much yeah. I'm hiding. Yeah, no, I've told my co. I think we haven't even mentioned that I've told my coworkers about the podcast that I do and this and that. Yeah. So, um, they know that is this podcast. I've met, um, especially when it comes to like a relationship. Like, I'm very upfront with that. I don't even, hell. I, I mean, if it comes up on the first date or anything like that, I'll bring it up. I got no shame in the. It is, it is a part of who I am. Tippy toe around that kind of stuff because you're afraid that it's like might be off putting. Then I hate to say it, but if you're going to do that with something like video games, what's going to happen down the line with other stuff? Like, you're afraid of it. It seems so cliche, but just be yourself is such a powerful thing in just its existence because of the amount that it just shows of who you are. And if you're going to fall for someone, you're going to fall for, they're going to fall for who you are, not for what you show. Yeah. And, and this is another cliche thing to say too, but like, if it's because they're like hot or this and that, like to be there, no matter what. Your achievement <laughs> score is eternal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. So, you know, like, I, I, I don't I don't hide it at all with any, with any relationship I've had. Currently, I'm very lucky that Mandy is also very pro video games, and she's very supportive of me doing the streaming stuff and the podcast stuff and everything else. Like, she's totally for it. She's very supportive. So, you know, we, we, we support each other in things that we enjoy. Like, wasn't big on lizards and reptiles and everything like that before, but now I, I run a goddamn reptile rescue almost out of the apartment <laughs> kind of thing. But it's like you got to take interest in each other's things, and if you can't take an interest in your significant other's passions, then it's not going to work. Yeah. No, I – like my girlfriend does not care about video games at all, but the kind of the joking trade-off we have is she knits a lot, and I do not give a fuck about knitting either, so – <laughs> it's important to have your own stuff in a relationship too because then you actually have some time apart yep. which is occasionally important in its own weird way and like, just like beyond that like it's you don't have to like something to have respect for it and at the same time the way I've always kind of seen stuff like that it's like would you rather someone play video games or go drinking every night mm. both are choices kind of depending on the personal level but at the same time would you judge someone for playing as much frisbee golf as they play video games? Yes, once more of an exercise, but at the same time, both are equally nerdy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm calling you and, out, and, frisbee and, golfers. Yeah, and I kind of like that you touched on that. Like, there's some stuff like, like it's when it comes to the reptile stuff that I don't do at all, but Mandy loves to do, and that's her passion. And so for me, it's like, be you know, if you have a passion, run with it. Like, I'll, I'm still gonna care about you, obviously, because. It's you, but it's the party. It's the passion. I may not have any interest in it. Like, I, I have nothing to do with the tarantula side of things that she really enjoys and the spiders and all that. But I can appreciate her having a passion for it, and it's not going to on record be like, well, that's a deal breaker. Like, 
something like video games is a deal breaker, you're better off somewhere else. Yeah. So she's not as hardcore into video games as I am, I think. Because uh, I play way more often. Maybe it's just because she doesn't have stuff set up as much as I do. But, I mean, we can appreciate our thing. And that's the thing. Like, it, I, I guess I just kind of pick it like a whole thing overall. Or just kind of bring it all together is be who you are. Don't don't dress up and be something else you're not. Because when the end of the day, when the mask comes off and they see who you actually are, they're not happy with it. You're just in for some heartbreak. Yeah. We actually gave some legit fucking advice. There we go. That's more on brand with us. <laughs> Surprising what? ourselves sometimes. What the fuck? Um, uh, well, moving on to something a little less deep. We have, uh, coming in from Anonymous, the realist Kevin Smith. Dear oh, obvious shit. front. What? Dear obvious front for Nikolai Traxler's legitimate business. Since this episode 100. He needs a front for his legitimate business? It is, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> since this episode right, since this episode 100 comma the last episode jeff he fucking wrote out the word comma i want that in, i want that known <laughs> i didn't just say comma <laughs> uh, girl i don't know that's anonymous uh-huh since this is the last air quote quotations last episode jeff is on i want to know what the hell happened with kevin smith was it alex writing into the podcast was it one of the listeners? Was it re- the real Kevin Smith? Was it one of was it just a dumb bit you guys kept going with? I demand answers, all <laughs> caps. And my all answer right, to so... this is: you will never know. We are taking the secret to our graves. So I will jump in here, and it was a completely magical moment the day. We're in the Skype call, getting ready to podcast, and Alex, like, got up to, I think this was when you were on the diet you were on, you were going to get a drink? Yeah. And Alex jumps off first, and he's like, I'm going to put my headphones on mute, and he walks away, and Charlie just goes out of nowhere, just, Jeff, you'd tell me if you were the real Kevin Smith, wouldn't you? I'm like, I wish so bad it was me, but it's not. (laughs) We don't know. We've had people send us, like, at tweet mentions they sent at Kevin Smith and shit like the real one on his Twitter and shit like and we think that's awesome but we really don't know and if yeah. we did we wouldn't tell you we think this joke is great yeah we, uh, like on the real I have absolutely no fucking idea who it is it's not me I didn't make this up is this whole thing spawned from an episode where I talked about like I don't know how. How did it even come up in the first place? The Kevin. Smith I don't thing? know I don't... at this point even. Maybe rumor has it. I'm, <laughs> I'm changing my answer to the bit thing. The Kevin Smith thing is the bit that keeps on giving. That's true. <laughs> that was a great bit because that traveled several episodes and still kept going. Um, but yeah, to this day, I don't know who the realist. Kev- well, it's what XX the realist Kevin Smith XX or some sort yeah. of shit like that. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. So, like, we're, we're not calling out the real, legit Kevin Smith clerks guy. Oh, like, I, I love that guy. I was. I love that guy. I do, too. But I'm like, still this... calling him out. <laughs> but there was this, like, weird guy who, or girl, I don't, we don't know, weird entity. That... Weird awesome fucker. Yeah, awesome fucker who did this whole thing. And here's the thing, though. I, I have to give them credit to their dedication because one day, somebody with the username 
XX and Smith XX showed up in my Twitch chat when I was streaming. <laughs> you guys, did I tell you guys about this? I'm sure I did. You yeah, did, yeah. Showed up to my stream. I checked the profile. It was like a new profile. It didn't have shit on it. But they went out of the way to create a profile. They come and talk shit. And then they issued a chat, which never went through. The uh, XX Realist X shows up and actually follows through with his challenge. But until then, this awesome fucker is also a little big funding. Or just hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, and I'm going to feel real bad if something really bad did happen to him. Hopefully they're alive and well and training for this challenge. But until then, I I scoff at the I scoff I fart at in the your general direction. X, X, X. <laughs> Not to be confused with the actual real Kevin Smith, who I think is a delightful human being. I think they're both delightful at this point. Well, I have to shit talk the the, the one who's calling me as the standard. That's but, fair. Yeah, got, yeah, got cut that promo. But yeah, honestly, no fucking idea. I genuinely thought it was these two guys fucking. Nah. And I asked them as well, like, look, guys, like, who was the one doing it? Because I genuinely don't know. And the thing is, to this day, we we do not know who that was. So, there you go. Yeah. Moving on from that, uh, we have a less one hundred. Ep- we have a less episode one hundred centric pod, uh, email. But so, dear wicked awesome cast, with the success of DBZ Fighters. What do you think will be the next anime to get the legit fighting game treatment? Is there a lesser-known anime franchise that you think is perfect for video games that never made the leap to something like this? Coming in from Anonymous. Appar- Apparently Persona 4 was the answer. I bet that exists. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the joke. Yeah. I. Um, there we go ahead. I, there's an anime called Metabots that it wouldn't <laughs> be quite like... It wouldn't be quite. There is a style. really good Game Boy handheld 2D fighter of Metabots. I, I own it. Brawler style thing for Metabots where you could like customize your Metabots as a kid. I thought that would have been like the shit as a game. Like if you'd taken the Naruto fighting game engines, like that, those games are significantly better than they have any right to be and are kind of cool. If you'd taken that mechanic setup and made a Metabots game, I'd have never stopped playing that shit. I want a crossover, a Soul Calibur playing Gundam game that doesn't suck. That'd be cool, yeah, actually. Or, oh, Jesus, but Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Like a- Ghost in the Shell had a shooting game that came out that was like multiplayer FPS. But like- imagine a fighting game for Ghost in the Shell. That'd yeah. Be you can beat the shit out of a... Uh- the Laughing Man. <laughs> I have no idea how that game would work. Like a gimmick you would literally have to have force fields around him that it's like, I I did uh, change the range that your arm's allowed to extend so you can't I am kind of down with a game that every character had like a dumbass gimmick like that, where it's like, no, no, every character has a fucking game-breaking gimmick. It's about balancing mm. them against each other. That would actually be kind of cool. I, mm. I, I guess, like, in a more serious vein of things... Uh, the Gundam one's actually a really good answer, like a Soul Calibur Gundam game. Fucking yeah, bad ass. Death Scythe, yeah. let's go. You just lay him over um, Astaroth's fucking character yeah, model. Yeah, that's, that's a really fucking good answer. If I could top that <laughs> one. Um, like, Yu Yu Hakusho, like, I, most of the Bishonen shit, like a, a Bleach game that was actually balanced and wasn't, like, indicative of... A mess. Yeah, it wasn't a mess and it wasn't indicative of... TV show based power levels that'd be kind of the DBZ one. J Stars Plus. 
No, yeah, there's yeah. a J-Stars Plus that has Ichigo in it, but... Yeah. Like a full-on, full cast. That said, it also gives merit to what Charlie said. Shonens do are phenomenal for, hey, do you need a rich, long-as-fuck cast of characters yeah. to pull from? Yeah. And they're all pretty good at fighting yeah. and have their own unique styles? Here you go. It's all the fighting. <laughs> yeah. I No, I, I, I think DBZ works as well as it does because, like, they've chosen to step away from, like, oh, this character has to be a boss character. If we just make everyone kind of in the realm of balanced and have it work, and, like, in cases like with Brawly, I talked about earlier, the gameplay feels like the show. Like, it's the... You tell at the same time, like, that's kind of where the show's at at this point, where it's like, no, no, each version's different. Each one's, like, viable in their own weird-ass way. Mm-hmm. But Brawly's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I... I came off a bunch of favorite animes. I'd love to see that way, but man, fucking Gundam Soul. Oh, that's a strong pick. That is a really fucking strong pick. Like that is the fucking strongest pick. Thank you for your letter. Yeah. I'm now sad that game doesn't exist. It's such a strong pick. It is a pretty solid fucking. Yeah. Why are we funding this? Yeah. Next one. Dear Wicked Awesome cast, after 100 episodes, what is one thing about each other that you're willing to share that you think would be surprise your listeners at this point? Is Jeff secretly a bag of flour? Is actually is, is Alex actually one million spiders in a human suit? And this is the part I said we'll get to this in an email. Is Charlie actually all three cast members? Question mark. Question exclamation point. Surprise me, all caps again, Kyle from Nevada. Well, obviously I'm an AI who's going to be shut off at the end of this podcast. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then occasionally when we need you for side episodes, we'll turn yeah. you back on. Also, you forgot that bag of flowers balding. <laughs> <laughs> so it grew mold and now the mold is falling off? <laughs> Yay, we fixed, we fixed the Jeff bag of flowers. A bag of flour that can hold a paintball gun? Yeah, that, yeah. That, I got that's duct me. tape. I can make so, any bag of flour hold a paintball gun. <laughs> yes, this this entire podcast is Charlie in his living room using three sure SM57s and hand puppets. Yeah. I thought I love this because there was a podcast back when I was much younger that was about uh, what Kabuto, where it was a there were two personalities on it, but it was like a guy and his um fucking robot wife or something and the guy did both voices but it was highly scripted as a result but i always thought that was kind of a fun dumb gimmick so i thought this i love that i'm like maybe i should be all three people just do a well let's just say that's that you do an episode when, when yeah. me and alex can't make it yeah exactly is that just Either me talking the it. entire time like alex talks like this and jeff talks like this <laughs> I, just I don't jump. know why, like, we're two opposite sides of the spectrum to voices. Like, yeah, my voice is high, but it's not this high! Well, it, it literally is, I think it's, a like, an order thing that he did imitations of you first, therefore you got the first one he could do, yeah. and then uh, I got the antithesis of yep. that. Yeah, you got the Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman whoa, voice. Whoa, 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 from... don't you dare make this sound cool. <laughs> I went paintballing this weekend. Like, yeah, I played Magic the Gathering for six hours. While drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently Jeff has developed a pack-in-a-day c- cigarette smoking habit. 
Uh, Carton, thank you. Carton, yeah, Carton. He just pounds through marbles uh, and drinks whiskey only. Oh, well, that's an already. <laughs> well, nothing but, like, whiskey and cigarettes. That's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I eat all, I eat all of these things. I do not drink the whiskey. I just, like, unhinge my jaw, and I put the whole uh, highball and, uh, and the whiskey the to entire the glass. glass in there. Just the whole glass goes in there. Sometimes so the whole the bottle. Deep, a lot of the raspiness <laughs> is from the lacerations in his throat. From the glass from chewing glass. Yeah. Pretty much what it is. We're trying to get in the fucking salty spittoon with this podcast or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cool enough to get in there. Yeah, we need Hut <laughs> Juniors for our speed. <laughs> we have not actually answered this wonderful person's question yet, which was... What is one thing about you, sorry, I read that wrong earlier, that you're willing to share that would surprise your listeners at this point? Um, I'm really good at sewing. <laughs> Damn, you actually stole mine. Yeah. Uh, say I worked in the textile industry for years, so I can actually use one of the, like, thousand feet a minute uh, singer sewing machine. I always get, like, where people make all these comments about, like, Men who can sew, or like, or is it don't trust a man who can sew? Because usually it's a serial killer. And uh, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like really good at it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do that one because I used to work in a costume shop for overhire pay as just a general like button and tag sewer. Where it's like, he's unskilled labor. He's skilled Jeff's though. Um, I need a second. I almost think. died at Disneyland. That's fucking worth sharing. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a kid, uh, it was one of these boat rides where you're, like, riding through a lagoon. It's a watery area. And I, like, stuck out to the side and fell into the water. And I was, like, five or something. Almost drowned. But my dad luckily pulled me out of that watery lagoon thing I fell into. Big but, shout yeah. out to Alex's dad for not letting him die that day. Yeah, it was some dad reflexes moment. But, yeah, I fell in the water. And I almost died at Disneyland. From the syphilis you contracted from touching the water at Disneyland. <laughs> Probably, which would explain a lot. Maybe I do have syphilis, and it has been affecting my head all these years, and that's why I make really bad jokes. <laughs> that, we have we have found the cure for dad jokes. Good yeah. work, boys. We're, we did it. <laughs> we did it, guys. But yeah, so uh, I guess the surprising. I almost died at Disneyland when I was five or something. So that's that's pretty fucking good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, I was saying. I was a leash kid. Um, <laughs> that's also pretty fucking good. <laughs> really? So, oh, uh, hell yeah. Miley put me on a leash. And in addition, I think I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but fuck it, we'll bring it up again. Which is, uh, my mom used to put me in a le- on a leash. And what uh, she did is, they sell all these, like, ones for little kids, a ladybug or something. And they're made of Velcro and whatnot. And young me was an absolute terror. And, uh... I could get out of that shit like 1.3 seconds. So my mom would actually went to Petco and got one of the real like dog harness ones. <laughs> and uh, so she put me in one of like the dog trapeze harnesses. And uh, she used to be, she would be like, okay, Jeff, want to be a puppy? Oh, sure. Oh, good and then God. Uh, that's how my mom would get me in the leash. <laughs> I, I have so many questions now with you and your family. <laughs> the thing is is people would come up to her on the street god where'd you get that that thing's fantastic i was like petco damn okay if we're going that deep i Love got you, mom I, I i guess i got one finally it's one actually my girlfriend of three years didn't know about 
until like a week or two ago. Um, I do not like touching things that have mushup, mustard, or ketchup and mustard on them. Like if a plate has mustard or ketchup stains on it, I do not like touching that. It is a weird phobia. Huh. Interesting. I don't like ketchup or mustard to begin with flavor-wise, but like if you put a piece of paper with like drips of ketchup or both on it in front of me, I will get actually uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. No idea yeah. why. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess I have another one, but I'll save it for another time. Oh, come on, go. Okay. Uh, I was stabbed with a rusty nail as a kid. What? <laughs> so what did you stab him with? What did you do to get stabbed? So, all right. So when you put it like that, it's kind of interesting, but let me let me explain. We were having, we were celebrating a birthday party in Mexico. And we, you know, with all... Not a good place to get stabbed. Yeah. And, of course, with all, like, things uh, for Mexican celebrations, we love piñatas. I know I do. So we have it up. And so we grab the closest stick we could find to hit the piñata and swat with. Unfortunately, this stick had a rusty nail at the end of it to swat at a piñata. So it was easy to break the piñata up, obviously. So a little bit of candy falls on the ground after my cousin swung at the piñata. And I'm like... Hell yeah! Those little strawberry candies that are wrapped up that every every seems to have. You fucking tear candy. Yeah, kinda. So I reach out to grab it, and my cousin. I still have the scar, and I'll actually show it to you next time. So, uh, yeah, I was with a rusty nail as a kid. In Um. so there you go, viewers. You've got two for me now. I thought Alex, I thought Jeff's leash store is going to win this one, but damn. Okay, so hopefully that answered your question. Did not expect us to go as many places as that was going to go, in all honesty. That's, man, you, I'm not used to you guys having weirder childhoods than I had. I'll be in my shame corner. Yeah. Well, never <laughs> yeah go there, leash oh. boy. I can't believe I've known you for this long and I've just been going for the low blow punches of like pale and shit like that when like there was some true fodder that like man (laughs) slutted you for so long I feel like all that time was just wasted yep (laughs) (sighs) thank you for this letter yes thank you for writing in uh, our, our next one comes in from Wicked Foodie Cast. Yes. Since this is episode 100, caps lock, I demand food talk! You cannot have your 100th episode without some insane food talk, whether it be Soylent, Olive Garden, or Midwest Sushi, exclamation point. Seriously, <laughs> you guys can't have an inface, not have an insane food story on your 100th episode. It's been too long since you... Ri- since um since there are regrettable food out also alex charlie is right pop tarts are indeed just dessert ravioli again nate <laughs> first of all you lost this one back down the first commenters all, have nate, spoken if that's thank you for your letter nate you 
then thank you for embracing that truly something Wicked Studios is a food cast with video game problems. <laughs> I agreed. I'm guessing, though, that's an alias. That's not an actual Nate. That's actually the realest Kevin Smith XX. No, it's, it says yeah, Nate, and it. there's no mentioning of Kevin Smith in his in his listener in his address. Is that so. your new trick? You just start accusing those around you, Kevin Smith. Are you the Red Scare? That's exactly anybody who does that. Assume you're the realest Kevin Smith XX. We oh. must put an end to the realest of Kevin Smiths amongst us. <laughs> yeah. Well, the realest Kevin Smith, please stand up. Please stand up. This is not the Kevin Smith cast. That's next week, I guess. Yeah. This is apparently <laughs> yeah, the. Is Wicked there another Foodie letter cast. in this bag that's literally <laughs> where is more Kevin Smith talk? I. Um. Does anyone have an insane food story? I. I mean, my most recent food story, which we were talking about in the preamble, and Charlie told me to hold thy tongue for it would be important. This is soon, true. Is, uh, yeah. My uh, girlfriend, her family is from Guatemala. So I was like, I want like really good tacos. So she made, um, and I sent a picture of this to Charlie and to Alex. And I actually got to have like really authentic, like with cotijo cheese and uh, avocado covered in lime on a corn tortilla with, I think we had to go and find um, Alex. Is it like a netto paste? A netto? A netto? I think we got it in... She said it usually comes in a red paste. We got it in seed form, and then yet, yeah, but that, and then like slow cooked all the meat in the uh, like all the spices and ingredients, and actually had like grapefruit and orange juice in the uh, chicken marinade and stuff, and it was fantastic. Um, so that was probably my most important food store recently was having like really really good tacos. Mine's not necessarily food, and like again, like I've said a couple times. The stars seem to align for this being a perfect set of questions for episode 100 and, like, me getting into some weird stuff this week. But so I have been spending an inordinate amount of time this week, like, literally, so this is the Dark Networks. Someone posted on Reddit in the kind of today I learned about psychedelic honey. It's, oh. It's a honey, it's a honey into bees that, like, because of their proximity, pollinate a certain flower that is known to cause... Uh, hallucinations and or psychedelic after effects in humans and bears and stuff that eat the honey and I've turned that shit into honey it is honey that can get you fucked up and has like an amber red color naturally to it mm-hmm. and like every single time I get reminded this shit exists I go down some like insane dark net hole of like A trying to find it and like always coming to the conclusion every fucking website I found that will sell to me is a scam. And then also, like, jumping into all of my homebrewing communities that, like, deal with mead and shit and, like, totally derailing our normal lives of, like, oh, today I made some blueberry mead. It's okay, I guess. To, like, a bunch of grown-ass men being like, man, what do you think the the psychedelic honey to normal honey ratio would be? Because, like, assuming you can overdose on this stuff and, like, the general rule online is like don't eat more than a tablespoon of it. So like for the pure brew, I'll fuck your day up, honey, and then like dilute it down with another honey with another mead for like taste. Would you want to like find that ratio off the bat and do like a five gallon monster brew or something where like you're compensate like based on cubic volume, you're gonna have less of concentration of the psychedelic stuff across the board. Like 
so it's me and a bunch of people just talking about how to get like fucking stoned and drunk and trip acid all off the same substance. Oh God. And like inevitably this then leads to someone being like, I live in California and those are the those are the brewing communities I'm part of being like, yeah, I just made some IPAs using weed instead of hops. And then we all are like, go away. No one wants to talk to you. We're talking about real nerd shit here. Mm-hmm. We've taken the weirdest brewing, aka mead, and like are now like trying to make it so it might actively kill you or be like the bath salts of the alcohol world. <laughs> You're making crocodile. <laughs> no, it's all natural, man. With no chemicals in it whatsoever. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Yeah, so yeah, everything that comes out of the earth is really good for you, like cyanide. Yeah. <laughs> Cyanide's all natural. Uh, or hemlock. Yeah. Also, Arsenic, also all natural. Oh, that, that, so, and that's in the best thing. I use the most pure organic hemlock. It's really good for my uh, hairline. So you ju- but there's a book that floats around the mead community that's based off of like um medicinal, like old school... Um, shit that's mostly like a um a codex it's, it's a real book they reprinted several times it's got some science behind it but it's like pitched as like ermal remedies and mind-altering substances so inevitably this and someone will fess up to being like yeah i i may have made some nightshade meat a couple years back and and i'm never doing that again i got super high you got any left yeah i'm afraid because i yeah, it's it's not quite food, I guess. That's what I got for you this week, Nate. Well, now we all are aware of that. Do we need some Taco Bell that we can fight over or something like that, Alex? Um, I guess this is food related in a weird way. Um, so I was working at a McDonald's a couple years, and I worked the drive-through, and I was quitting. It was my last day because I was moving, uh, far away. And on my last day, there are these neighborhood kids who like to like to cause trouble with a lot of people in the area, and they proceeded to start fights with uh, some gardener gentlemen uh, who were in the drive-thru, and then proceeded to have a full-out race war in the parking lot of the McDonald's while I'm working my last day. Where the race war wow. belongs. I, I am going with the, the answer of like, it's my last day on the force. I'm going to be retiring tomorrow. I sure hope nothing bad happens today. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But like, but, like, they grabbed their gardening tools. There was this dude swinging around, like, a scythe. Like, oh, jeez. Just- <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, shit. You know, the one with, like, the, one with the, the, the teeth on it, so you can, like, saw down, like, lemons and other stuff oh, like that. Oh, the tree saws. Yeah, the pole saws. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it looked like a scythe. So this dude's swinging that at some of these. There's just a full-out fight in the parking lot, like, and you know what the best part about that is? People see this whole thing going down, there's just all this violence breaking down the drive-thru, and somebody, like, pulls up to the drive-thru window and is like, you guys still taking orders? Like, yeah, no, keep it going, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, no, this, no. If, if you get any blood on it, we're sorry. What goes yeah, best it, with it, race war, bro? Yeah, ignore the, the people running around your cars and shit, don't worry about that. You go ahead. You'll get your big back. Don't worry. Daddy's got your fix. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I need McFlurry to calm me down after this shit and get some large fries. Yeah. So 
And the thing is, this wasn't one car. This was like three or four cars. We never closed the drive-thru. We just kept taking orders. <laughs> well, this shit's going down in the parking lot. Now, like, you guys see what's going on in the parking lot, right? How is no, this like, not the first story you Where were you, people? Compton? <laughs> no, I was, uh, oh, gosh. I was not too far from Hollywood. It was like Pico and Le- You know where that is in LA? Uh, <laughs> no, Fairfax and Pico. That's where it was. That means there was potentially tourists around, too. Yeah. And there's just oh a full out like race war breaks out in the parking lot. And I have two friends who came to hang out with me for a bit. They were they were in the lobby. And they got like, in the race war. No, no. They are just like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, well, there's Alex, what did you drag us into? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually exactly what happened. Like, what did you drag us into? I'm like, dude, I don't know. They're just having a big old fight. And this fight lasted for like a good twenty minutes before police ever showed up. But in that whole twenty minutes <laughs> Hi, welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> yes, we're still taking orders. How can I help you? Uh, who won? I don't know. I, it does not. Uh, you know who won? Who won the cops. <laughs> you know who won? The watchers. People who watched the film. The, the observers. Film. Who watched the fight happen. Like us, the observers. We won. Yeah, I'll qualify that as a food story. I, were, people bon- were people doing the... Um, drive through windows at that time? No, they weren't doing that. Luckily. I, I was in a car with someone that did that once, and I'm like, what the shit did we just do? <laughs> Don't drag me into this shit, man. Yeah. I got out and apologized. He tried to drive off. I bailed out of the car. I'm like, I want you to know I did not know that was happening. Here's his name and address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I have a couple more interesting stories, but I'll save them for future podcasts. I don't need to burn all my material, but all the stories I can tell you working at a McDonald's. I'm seeing you in a whole new light now knowing <laughs> you worked at a McDonald's. Like, that's some did time shit. Oh, no. I mean, I he just went to fight in the yard. Yeah. There's that. There's a time uh, we had a shootout in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> which i will say your mcdonald's for... had a lobby yeah well you know the ordering area or okay whatever. okay yeah there, there, some dispute and then guns were involved so uh i love you los angeles <laughs> never stay classy los angeles yeah. never change. but I'll, I'll save those for future uh future podcasts but yes don't worry and if you write to us asking for some of those that are interesting I'm happy to share them. Oh, this feels like an untapped mine for a segment or something. In the trenches with Alex. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> Tales of the drive-thru by McDonald's employment story. Shit fast food doesn't want you to know. <laughs> yeah. This is very much turning out to be one of those BuzzFeed articles, but from the hood. We got big Ronald like- on our ass over that last podcast, Alex. Fuck that pale-ass white uh, red-haired motherfucker. And this time we're not talking about Jeff. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't talk about Jeff that way. Well, yes. Yeah, Nate, there you go, Nate. I hope that satisfies your demand for a food talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did not expect that, did I, you? No, I. This has truly been a wonder. I felt I've, I felt I've grown and learned along with our listeners for a change. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs>
Well, you see, you think on the exterior, you see this bubbly personality of who I am, but then when you dig deeper, you realize that interior has been hardened by life. It's just a facade. (laughs) Like, you're that uh, happy, you're that um, tragedy, happy mask. Like, on the inside, you're just this horrible septic person. (laughs) And on the outside, you're like, if I keep smiling, I won't explode and take out half a block. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, did you ever watch that episode of The Simpsons where. Ted Flanders loses it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much that. I put on the Oakley Doakley, happy pun jokes and good things like that, but it's just all repressed anger over the years from all the experiences of life. <laughs> and anything can set it off at a moment's notice. Tamp it like down. a certain member leaving the podcast. Thank you for that transition there, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in from Jackie in Wyoming. <laughs> Subject, will there be a third? Exclamation point, question mark, explanation point. Hello, Jeff and the remaining Wicked Awesome cast. With episode 100 being Jeff's official departure from the podcast in a constant way, I was wondering if you were going to stay a two-man podcast for a while. The podcast started as as a two-person podcast, and the last 20 or so episodes has mostly been a two-person podcast. So is that the plan officially, to officially become a duo again? Will Jeff surprise us all and become a solo host? A third option I've not come up with. <laughs> Thanks for 100 episodes, and please tell Jeff he will be uh, he will be missed, and someone else will now need to start Magic the Gathering. Since, well, I don't play the game. Hearing about that that weird uh, sorry that weird world is often fun. Again, Jack. <laughs> Let's talk more about Storm and her. No, Thank you, you for that, do uh... not. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, thank you for appreciating my uh, participation in this. That does mean a lot to Jeff me. brings some much-needed gaming diversity to the podcast. By yeah. not playing games. <laughs> and playing other things. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I think it's my, like, job to, like, when they bring on someone to replace me, it's my job to challenge, or challenge them ritualistically to blood combat Duh. and to kill me. In order to take my place on my throne. What we don't ever talk about is the fact that Alex also in one of these ritual fights with me, but then he dropped so many puns. Yeah, it was my organ started to seize, and we yeah. called it a draw. Yeah, if, there was no winner, only losers. Yeah. <laughs> so, as the one person who has no say in that, uh, that's my answer. <laughs> the actual answer is I have been talked to with a couple of people who have done stuff with SWS in the past, if they'd like to do a tri- uh, you know, on the podcast in a trial basis of some kind, one of them being Lil, and we'll see how it goes. I've, I've, I've been on a couple podcasts in the past that have shown some interest in being a guest host once or twice on this, so you may actually get some more guest hosts in the near future. We'll see. Again, discussion that's always fun. I've The reality is I'm in no big rush to replace Jeff. Jeff helped start this train wreck, and it feels discourteous to... Make a big showing of Jeff's new person. Like, <laughs> I, I, S adds members in a very slow and deliberate fashion because, well, mesh with the rest of the people here. Like, we could totally tackle people in hallways and be like, you want to be on a podcast? But no, I, I'd much rather have podcasts, I think, will off of me and Alex. Like, like my, my biggest fear when Alex joined, actually, and Alex does not know this, was I've known Jeff for a long ass time. We are fucking fast with each other kind of thing like it's trying to jump into me and jeff's kind of back and forth can be hard and 
Alex did it really well. Like, and that's not something that anyone, that just everyone can do. <laughs> There's a lot of back and forth and keeping up with the conversation and like, the amount of times that it'll be like our, I think it was earlier today, Alex walked away for like seconds to like fix a drink or Charlie talking about something like, I don't even remember. Uh, it was like catheters. Yeah. We, we were talking about uh catheter production. It was like, how did you two get here? It's like, it's a long story and the transitions are very fast. <laughs> yeah. The thing I always say is like, we don't script these podcasts. Like we have an, exceedingly loose outline and a format we kind of stick to and it's partially my job to wrangle it and also to know when it's like okay let's fucking go with this like let's see where this takes us like the food bits are like i ate something weird and let's see what we can play off of this thing like none of our really good bits are kind of our runoff parts are rehearsed like any of that back and forth banter maybe i sped up some through editing but there's no like okay and when I mentioned this, we're going to go with that. Like, it's there is some ensemble, like, we play off each other, and that can mm-hmm. be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> the rabbit hole can be very, yes. very, very deep. No, but that at the oh, same yeah. time, it makes adding someone else to this. It's like, like, literally, Alex has done a fantastic job of understanding the concept of you have to fucking roll on the Wicked Awesome cast. Because, like, if you don't, you're gonna get, a train's going to hit you and you're going to be like, what happened? Just go with it, Alex! <laughs> and there also is a certain level of, like, I know for me, there is times that I know that, I, like, Alex and Charlie jive really well. And there are times where I literally have to go, okay, I just need to let them have this. And just, you know, they're going to talk World of Warcraft for the next ten minutes and I... It is my job to not interrupt them and destroy their flow. Oh, yeah, no. The the amount of time I spent, like, again, Alex knows nothing of this because I've never talked about this before, like, really trying to be like, I'm pretty sure Alex will be okay on the podcast. Like, he can fill this void we have going on. Like, we need a height. We need a more upbeat personality that me and Jeff <laughs> definitely can't be. A non-miserable yeah, fuck. Yeah, like. Like, you, you have Jeff somewhere in the center of, like, eh, maybe life will be okay tomorrow, and you have me at the opposite end of the spectrum. It should burn everything! Everything? <laughs> everything! And I'm like, we You know need... you're included in everything, right? I do! I deserve it the most! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, and, like, literally it was like, okay, we need a third person at the other end of this who will, like try and defend stuff that's only okay so we can have those conversations like me and it's like we need someone who's a little more upbeat and positive because like this podcast will bottom out and just be me and jeff going you know what sucks every <laughs> the fact that, that we have host. literally an episode where me and charlie had a down week and our solution to both feeling shitty was it Nintendo yeah. while it was down? We went into the <laughs> that podcast. That was a decision. Yeah, like beforehand, we're like, you want, you want to be shitty to Nintendo? Would I ever? <laughs> like, that is pretty liberation. Yeah, you know, Nintendo's kind of down and out. I feel like kicking something in the shins today. Let's do it. Like, and finding another person who can kind of <laughs> to always. Or, yeah probably going to be difficult yeah and and, and the reality is our cast is not perfect there are some like we should work on filling like the the reality is we have been three guys on a podcast with only a little bit of diversity amongst us like wider range of opinions would not be the worst thing at the end of the day either yep yeah 
As long as I agree on the important things, Taco Bell is not food. <laughs> we'll get along fine. What? How is Taco Bell not food? It comes out of a hose. No, I'm not. They have like a fucking bar Didn't gun. Did you earlier say that you appreciate when Charlie ruined things for you? I do, but I also fucking hate him in the moment when he does. Taco Bell has like a bar style meat gun thing that you put in a nation and it dispenses the meat. I'm sorry, but a meat gun sounds fucking odd. It's more like a meat hose. Like a, like literally it's like the bar thing you type. It's like in. a cocking gun. It, yeah, but it's got that like fizzy water, uh, not fizzy water cola buttons on it. So it's like, oh, they want spicy taco. Spicy taco button. Guacamole literally comes out of like a cocking bottle. Same gun. What it is, they're pioneers of the futuristic food industry. Okay. But we're eating everything out of tubes and like ready-made containers. They're the soylent before soylent was soylent. I guess that's something someone could be proud of. (laughs) Astronaut food is what they work on. You want to feel like an astronaut? You know what? I'll never walk on the moon, but I sure as shit can eat my fucking meal from a tube. <laughs> Mars Again, is so far I, away. I, Hot dogs are here. I really and they wish come in their own casing, and you can make them in a microwave. I really wish this wasn't the hundredth episode because we've had so many fucking good titles this week. Moon, <laughs> but I can eat my food from a tube. <laughs> Fuck. Isn't this supposed to be, or it's probably, it should be still along the lines of like episode 100, the episode that shouldn't have been. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I... That's the kind of dynamic we, 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 we need to find. Yes. Is, it's, it's hard to find that dynamic. So quickly. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Like, again, like to actually loop back to the topic at hand and kind of reveal some behind the curtain stuff. Like, uh, me and Jen, my girlfriend, would like occasionally we'd be out and I'd be talking about how it's like, yeah, I'd love a third person on the podcast. Have you thought about Alex? Of course I've thought about Alex, but can he do X, Y, and Z? Like, me and Jeff are psychopaths. Alex seems to have <laughs> some shred of humanity left in him. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that's what you thought until you realized I'm, I've been hardened by working at McDonald's I've, and other places, apparently. Truly, yeah. McDonald's I, I, shootouts. We're peeling away <laughs> We're peeling away the soft layer, layers of you, the, the, the fun, colorful layers, and getting to, like, the, the dark, cynical center. So you have to find a new upbeat person. You get to be on the me and Jeff side of things now. <laughs> you get to unconditionally hate video games. Congratulations. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, I've... Well, we have plans in the works. We'll see what pans out ultimately. I, but again, like we're 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 no rush to fill a seat with just seat filler. That person has to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this time, Alex gets to be part of that selection process. Yeah. And I'm very, yeah. very thankful you thought of me. I've had a lot of fun filming this podcast or recording this podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's good time that we do film this, Alex. Look into your uh, webcam and smile. Well, joke's on you because I always turn my webcam to the wall when I'm done using it because the government's watching me and I don't want them to see what I do. Oh, no, th- not that webcam. The you watch <laughs> yourself. Yeah, not that webcam, Alex. The other webcam. Oh, I'm not going to look for it. I'm too tired. S- smile at the scorpion. <laughs> the scorpion's alive? This was yes. a setup the whole time? Yeah, 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 it was all a clever ruse. And right now, like, 
I would love if right now just the scorpion like got up and like blew up some like party poppers and like released balloons in your room and you're like, oh, you're alive. I'm no, no, still to be fair, Alex, you. to be fair, Alex, the scorpion is dead. The eight scorpions I released into your apartment without your knowledge, those are very much alive last time I checked. Well, joke's on you because as Mandy sees them, she's just going to put them in little containers and we're going to keep them as pets. To go in in the first place. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll let you guys know next week how the eight new scorpions are doing together, <laughs> uh, doing well. So They're unionized. Be careful. They drive a hard bargain. Yeah, the number of, like, exotic pets, they, they form a union. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. All right, sounds good. All right, Jackie, hopefully that answers your question. Thank you for writing in. <laughs> well, and that does it for this week's podcast. Really? We are we are at an end. And there's in no a, more email? There's no more emails. That is the end of our emails. All right. Well. No, but so in, in a <laughs> rare fourth wall breaking moment, I want to tell the story of how this fucking podcast is the most wicked awesome cast episode ever. So hopefully you won't let be able to tell. Let me spin you a yarn. Let, let us spin you a yarn. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I... I feel it's worth telling because holy shit, this podcast has been a podcast. But oh yeah, should we, should we start up front with the initial piece of information? Yes, I was gonna start it off with like, hopefully, all of the what you're about to hear is a surprise and not you go. Oh yeah, I thought the podcast sounded weird this week. <laughs> but take it away, Jeff. So I'll start with the information that um, so we started recording this podcast around. Let's see, my time noon on Friday, and then it's taken us all the way to, oh, what time is it now? It's about 11 p.m. on Sunday? And you might be asking yourself, how did they condense somewhere near 36 hours of content down to that short amount of time? And the answer is, we didn't. Um, on Friday, while recording cast, my computer decided to shit the bed halfway through recording the uh or after recording the preamble and like a beginning of the podcast and we lost that like a good so half we started hour a- 20 minutes into the podcast <laughs> yep charlie's computer had all kinds of audio driver problems as you may hear about how charlie discovered that his uh audio driver was from 2015 a date that predates the construction of the laptop <laughs> and every and other part then, in the laptop, it turns out. Yep. About four hours of recording later, my computer, my entire apartment complex loses power. And my roommate was actually had a bunch of friends over playing D&D, and I go out into my room, and they're out there literally flicking the light switch up and down, and I go, that's not good. We were we pretty much thought we lost everything because my computer shut off and we were able to recover it by sheer fucking miracle chill and just whatever. And from my apartment complex, I can see a major road and we could see all kinds of blue flashing lights and stuff. And when I left, there was a fire truck going by. So I can only choose to believe that some government official was trying to shut down this Someone podcast unsuccessfully tried to shut this podcast down 
does without their success, we are currently recording the and finishing up this podcast on Easter. The day this podcast is, I guess, being resurrected. Uh yeah. Wow, we're just ramming all the references. Last me in. joke. Um so yeah, I'd say that's the story, unless you guys want to add any more colorful details to it. Yeah, like this podcast is the Frankenstein resurrection of like thirty th- of like thirty uh, sorry, three thousand some odd like recovery five second files and all kinds of madness. It's been a yeah. If anyone out there has ever recovered an Audacity f- file, it's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is not fun. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, I, I, wanted, I, I thought about leading into this with... What's the right word? Like, lead into it going, okay, so, um... Yeah. And, uh, we're going to talk about how we actually, like, we're going to talk about editing a podcast before we even finish fucking recording a podcast. Pretty much, yeah. Because we can do that for a change. <laughs> but yeah, that about does it this week. Um, Anyone got anything they want to pimp before we get out of here? Just one last time, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's contributed, made this happen. Um especially to Charlie and Alex, because this wouldn't be nearly as worth doing without them. Oh, yeah. And thank you so much to all you listeners and everyone who lis- listened in. Um, You guys definitely make this worth doing. And I know I've thanked you guys multiple times, but this is probably going to be the last times I get to do it. So thank every one of you so much. This has been an absolutely amazing venture and adventure and wild ride. And I thank you guys enough this little teeny podcast feel like a blip on the map so yeah thank you (laughs) (sighs) i guess i'll do my normal song and dance routine um podcast will continue will not restart soon i will be on the road in the boston area from wednesday of the week sunday so if you see someone that looks like me in that area it might be me come say hi uh i'll be in the boston area till about friday then i'll be up in Dragon Country for two days until sun uh, for time. Yeah, I yes. <laughs> we are gonna officially start building the studio after I get back. Uh, we may try and start to in a kind of dark reality of it all. Having it has made me be like, yeah, I need to get the normal recording computer set back up. I actually can record the Skype conversations and the audat and audio simultaneously. Not have my laptop look at me and go, "You're fucking kidding me, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you got anything, Alex? Normal streams and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, just normal streams throughout the uh, week. I started streaming a few more days now. Uh, I did a well, I do my normal Monday streams, and of course, you can find me on Twitch, uh, Mixer, YouTube Gaming, Periscope, Facebook Gaming, all under the Terror. Uh, social media is all the same thing across the board. Maybe online, that's Instagram. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to do a few more days right now. I've recently, uh, I'll be kind of dabbling some different games because I've been usually doing. The same games, like either PUBG, uh, recently Fortnite, and World of Warcraft and Overwatch. But I'm kind of trying to trying to expand a few different games. So if you have some game suggestions of stuff I could try out, feel free to send them in an email as well. And I'm happy to, if that's what you guys want to see. Like, that'd be fun. Uh, just to kind of get some fresh perspective. Because uh, right now, I'm in that grind or that, that dictionary period of content between current expansion and next expansion for a while. So kind of fill the gap with a bunch of different stuff right now. So You know what you should stream, yeah. Alex? What? Monster Hunter. 
I may do that. I, 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 I got the game. I played it a little bit. I should definitely do that. I probably will. So. But yeah, uh, that's that's my spiel. I don't have anything else in particular other than, uh, Jeff, it's been an honor and a pleasure, sir. It really has, uh, man. Thank you. Yeah, you, thank you. You, are a, you are a gentleman and a scholar, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> Lies and slander. Exactly. <laughs> that's all we bring to this table. <laughs> so. I am a rapscallion and a fiend. <laughs> well. You will be sorely missed, sir. It sounds like we are done, begrudgingly so. So who wants I to? Know. I, I think that means Jeff has to close it out this week. He has to. Yeah. It's, it's his last cast. How could we deny him the privilege? That's of true. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, uh, I, I also choose to believe that since Alex never wanted this uh, episode to end, he's the one who made it last three days long. <laughs> we made so <laughs> many jokes about the never-ending <laughs> podcast, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We did. Well, remember, the scorpion that I know is dead. But it has family in my survival, which means if oh. you're not around, they will make things happen to make sure that I'm happy. And if you're gone, Jeff, I'm not happy. <laughs> That's oh. like the most menacing way to talk. But I'm in my head being like, I don't think a snake's capable of empathy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think I'm safe from the snake. Yeah. I know what my weather looks like. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, Jeff. Watch it. A snake like <laughs> out in the snow in a parka <laughs> and like one of those floppy ear covering caps, just, like slithering <laughs> along, being like, I'm gonna s- get you in this. <laughs> you can't yeah, bullshit. <laughs> There's no escape. Oh, you God. thought season world. <laughs> You're making crocodile. <laughs> no, it's all natural, man. There's no chemicals in it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Yeah, so, yeah, everything that comes out of the Earth is really good for you, like cyanide. Yeah. <laughs> Cyanide's all natural. Uh, or hemlock. Yeah. Also, Arsenic, uh, also all natural. Oh, that, that's so, and that's in the best... I was the most pure organic hemlock. It's really good for my... Uh, hairline so you but there's a book that floats around the mead community that's based off of like like, um medicinal like old school um It that's mostly like a um a codex. It's, it's a real book. They reprinted several times. It's got some science behind it, but it's like pitched as like herbal remedies and mind-altering substances. So inevitably, this and someone will fess up to being like, "Yeah, I I may have made some nightshade meat a couple years back, and and I'm never doing that again. I got super high. You got any left? Yeah, I'm afraid. The I. Yeah, it's that's not quite food, I guess. That's what I got for you this week, Nate. Well, now we all are aware of that. Do we need some Taco Bell that we can fight over or something like that, Alex? Um, 
I guess this is food related in a weird way. Um, so I was working at a McDonald's a couple years ago, and I worked the drive-thru, and I was quitting. It was my last day because I was moving uh, far away. And on my last day, there are these neighborhood kids who like to like to cause trouble with a lot of people in the area, and they proceeded to start fights with uh, some gardener gentlemen uh, who were in the drive-thru. And then proceeded to have a full-out race war in the parking lot of the McDonald's while I'm working my last day. Where the race war wow. belongs. I, I I am going with the, the answer of like, it's my last day on the force. I'm going to be retiring tomorrow. I sure hope nothing bad happens today. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. but, like, but like, they grabbed their gardening tools. There was this dude swinging around. Around like a scythe, like oh jeez, <laughs> yeah, like just, you shit. Know, the one with the the one with the, the the teeth on it, so you can like saw down like lemons and other stuff. Oh, like the that. tree saws, yeah, the pole saws. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it looked like a scythe. So this dude's swinging that at some of these. There's just a full out fight in the parking lot, like, and you know what the best part about that is people see this whole thing going down. There's just all this violence breaking down the drive through. And somebody like pulls up to the drive thru windows like, you guys still taking orders? Like, yeah, no. Just keep it going. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, no, this no. If, if you get any blood on it, we're sorry. What goes yeah, best it, with it, race war, bro? Yeah, ignore the, the people running around your cars and shit. Don't worry about that. You go ahead, you'll get your big back. Don't worry. Daddy's got your fix. Like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I need a McFlurry to calm me down after this shit and Get some large fries. Yeah. So, and the thing is, this wasn't one car. This was like three or four cars. We never closed the drive-thru. We just kept taking orders. <laughs> While this shit's going down in the parking lot. And I'm like, you guys see what's going on in the parking lot, right? How is no, this like, not the first story you Where were you, people? Compton? <laughs> no, I was, uh... Gosh, I was not too far from Hollywood. It was like Pico and the you know where that is in LA? Uh, <laughs> no, Fairfax and Pico. That's where it was. That means there was potentially tourists around too. Yeah. And there's just oh a full God. out like race war breaks out in the parking lot. And I have two friends who came to hang out with me for a bit. They were they were in the lobby. And they They're got like, in the race war. No, no, they're just like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, well, there's Alex, what did you drag us into? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually exactly what happened. Like, what did you drag us into? I'm like, dude, I don't know. They're just having a big old fight. This fight lasted for a good 20 minutes before police ever showed up. But in that whole 20 minutes, (laughs) hi, welcome to McDonald's. Yes, we're still taking orders. How can I help you? Uh, Who won? I don't know. It does not. You know who won? Who won the cops? <laughs> you know who won? The watchers. The people who watched the film. The, the observers. Film. Who watched the fight happen. Like, us, the observers. We won. 
they all qualify that as a food story. I, were people bon- were people doing the um drive through windows at that time? No, they weren't doing that. Luckily. I, I was in a car with someone that did that once, and I'm like, what the shit did we just do? <laughs> Don't drag me into this shit, man. Yeah. I got out and apologized. He tried to drive off. I bailed out of the car. I'm like, I want you to know I did not know that was happening. Here's his name and address. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, I, I have a couple more interesting stories, but I'll save them for future podcasts. I don't need to burn all my material, but all the stories I can tell you working at a McDonald's. I'm seeing you in a whole new light now knowing <laughs> you worked at a McDonald's. Like, that is some did time shit. Oh, no. I mean, I he just witnessed a fight in the yard. Yeah. There's that. There's a time uh, we had a shootout in the lobby. (laughs) Which I will save. Your McDonald's had a lobby? Yeah. Well, you know, the ordering area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Some dispute and then guns were involved. So. uh, I love you, Los Angeles. (laughs) Stay classy, Los Angeles. Never change. But I'll, I'll save those for future uh, future podcasts. But yes, don't worry. And if you write to us asking for some of those more interesting stories, I'm happy to share them. Oh, this feels like an untapped mind for a segment or something. In the trenches with Alex. Hi, welcome <laughs> to McDonald's. Tales of the drive-thru by McDonald's employment story. Shit fast food doesn't want you to know. Yeah. This is very much turning out to be one of those BuzzFeed articles, but from the hood. We got Big Ronald like... on our ass over that last podcast, Alex. Fuck that pale-ass white uh, red-haired motherfucker. And this time we're not talking about Jeff. <laughs> I was going to say, don't talk about Jeff that way. Well. But yes. Yeah, yeah, they... There you go. Nate, I hope that satisfies your demand for a food talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did not expect that, did I, you? No, I. This has truly been a wonder. I felt I've, I felt I've grown and learned along with our listeners. Just for a change, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, you but, see, you think you, on the exterior you see this bubbly personality of who I am, but then when you dig deeper, you realize that interior has been. Hard in my life. It's just a facade. <laughs> like you're that uh, happy. Tra- you're that um tragedy happy mask. Like on the inside, you're just this horrible septic person. <laughs> and on the outside, you're like, if I keep smiling, I won't explode and take out half a block. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. Uh, did you ever watch that episode of The Simpsons where Ed Flanders loses it? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very much that. I put on the Oakley Doakley, happy pun jokes and good things like that. But it's just all repressed anger over the years from all the experiences of life. Mm-hmm. And anything can set it off at a moment's notice. Tamp it like down. Like a certain member leaving the podcast. Thank you for that transition there, Alex. <laughs> Coming in from Jackie in Wyoming. Subject, will there be a third? Exclamation <laughs> 